Hello, it is Feel Good Friday, January 8th. What a show today! Hell yeah! You guys are going to love it, and we can't thank you enough. Oh, you might not love it, actually. I said you guys are going to love it as if all of you are going to love the show. That's quite a broad brush. I assume some of you will think not that great of a show. Some of you might say, good show, not great show. And some of you might say, whoa, what a great show today. I think today people are really going to enjoy it. Yeah, it's a nice feel-good Friday going into Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, got Warren Sharp, Lane Johnson, Aaron Jones, Ariel Helwani. A lot of conversation about everything going on in the world. Sit back, relax, and I hope... You will enjoy the hell out of this. If you don't, act like it never happened. But if you like this show, please be a friend and tell a friend. Let's go guerrilla marketing style boots on the ground. Shout out to the Marines. (laughs) That particular case. Yeah, for sure. And all the military, obviously. Obviously. And let's get to the show. I would like to let you know that today's show on SiriusXM, Channel 82, Mad Dog Sports Radio, will be a feel-good Friday that will involve a couple different things. We'll have Warren Sharp of uh, Sharp Analytics, I believe, a football expert on the internet who has garnered a lot of attention because his big old brain normally gets things right, and his mustache is a big... Uh, voluptuous one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he'll be on wearing uh, or having a mustache. And Lane Johnson, Super Bowl champion from the Philadelphia Eagles, got injured this past season. But can't wait to talk to him about what the fuck happened in Philadelphia. Lane, Lane, Jeez. Lane. I know you're not in there, okay, because the whole COVID protocol and things like that. But you had to be texting with some of the boys. What the mm-hmm. hell is going on over there? And also, Lane is one of the most entertaining people we've talked to. <laughs> yeah. Hey, one of the most entertaining people. I cannot wait to chat with him again. How's his offseason looking? Do we know what his contract is set up? Is he do we know anything Again, about I- that? We'll look into that, see what he's got going on in the future. Cannot wait to chat with him. And in the third hour, Aaron Jones, running back for the Green Bay Packers, will be joining us. Uh, great conversation. Always upbeat. Always happy. And now they're enjoying an off weekend, watching Super Wild Card Weekend from the home because they are the number one seed in the NFC. Job well done to Aaron Jones. Before the season came on, Aaron Rodgers told us that A.J. Dillon, it was going to be tough to get some snaps because, or he alluded to the fact, didn't say it exactly, but he said, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, really good, really mm-hmm. good. Excited to get A.J. in there. I forget how he exactly worded it, but that's a good running back room. Talked to Aaron Jones last year. He's a cool guy. We talked to him immediately after scoring five touchdowns against the Dallas Cowboys, or yep. four touchdowns mm-hmm. against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and this has been a big year from he's gonna get paid he is i just don't think it's gonna be by the packers unfortunately well he probably understands that that's a possibility wants mm-hmm. to go on a hell of a run in this playoffs speaking of playoffs we'll talk about all the goddamn yes. games this weekend there's six of them. three on saturday three on sunday sunday night football will be the cleveland bronze taking on the pittsburgh steelers in front of no fans just family and friends at heinz field in the river city the interesting thing about this is Cleveland Browns haven't been able to practice because the amount of positive cases that have been rolling through their organization. They are without their head coach. They are without their play caller, which could potentially be a large deal on Sunday night. We have advocated for the fact that he should potentially be allowed to drive from his house mm-hmm. in Cleveland to Pittsburgh in yep. his own car. Mm-hmm. Then they have people with full uh, hazmat suits oh, on. Yeah. They escort him up the backside of the stadium into his own booth in Heinz Field and let him call plays. He doesn't want that. Nobody else wants that. We just think it should be possible. But that game is going to be interesting because not only did the Steelers allow the Cleveland Browns in last week by allowing them to win and not 
just that game got the Cleveland Browns into the playoffs. I mean, the Cleveland Browns have had a hell of a year, but they had to beat the Steelers in Week 17 to get in the playoffs. The Steelers let them do that. Now this week, they get into the playoffs for the first time in 18 years, Cleveland Browns, and their entire team is basically looking to be out. They got no practice time. Today, no new positives, so the boys are allowed back into the building. The game is scheduled to be on, but how will a team that has no head coach, no practice time, and no experience in the playoffs handle the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night? That'll be a large topic of conversation to turn to a diehard Steelers fan on how he feels this oh, thing's oh going to go. Remember, the Cleveland Browns haven't practiced. Mm-hmm. They have not been in the playoffs in 18 years. Mm-mm. They got no head coach, no play caller, no uh, Pro Bowl offensive lineman, nope. a couple other players out, a couple other coaches out. Uh, going into Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh at home, okay, home field advantage, not really with no fans. Uh, the way he was talking before we got on the show was a bit alarming if you're a Steelers fan because yeah. Diggs has been right this year oh, uh, yeah. with the Steelers. Diggs, your thoughts on the game Sunday night? You think there's a good chance that uh, that the uh, oh, no. the oh, no. dog pound goes into Heinz Field and eats every fucking body. You think they're gonna kick the Steelers out of the playoffs oh, this no. week with no oh, practice no. time? Dicks, what's that all about? Pat, I was feeling pretty good. The though. COVID cowboy oh, yeah. <laughs> man oh, no. survived COVID. Okay, has his cowboy hat on. Black cowboy hat. He's been wearing it all year for the uh, for the Steelers. Mm. You say Steelers probably going to lose the Browns. What's that all about? Well, I, I felt really, really confident. I did all week. Browns haven't won in Pittsburgh since 2003. Mm. They don't have a coach. They don't have their play caller. Their quarterback is its first start in the playoffs, and that normally does not go well. Mm. Okay? But what you're saying is a Viking was the speaker of the house the other day. <laughs> <laughs> they, they haven't practiced, Pat. Is that what you're saying? But then some fucking immature wide receiver. What? Because there's no logo to dance on because they're at home oh, to, oh, to insult the other team. Again. has Come to go. again. On his press conference and put up on the bulletin board. Mm-hmm. He wasn't wrong. Yeah. By the way, he wasn't wrong, but yeah. he shouldn't say it. The Browns is the Browns. Okay. And that's what you think? And now the Juju has said that. Steelers don't have a chance. Okay. Oh, <laughs> All right. No. So you think the bad Juju potentially on to the Pittsburgh Steelers because of what he said. Correct. And that is very interesting because you weren't the only person that thought that in Pittsburgh. And I don't know if you did, but I know myself, Foxy, and a couple others. Mm-hmm. Whenever you see a quote and it's just a picture mm-hmm. of the player and then words written out next to it, and then it's put on a social media post, and then that thing's retweeted, there is never any context at all. No. There's no inference. There's no inflection. There's no how did they deliver it. Were they meaning to potentially shit on a team? Like, for instance, if you read Juju Smith-Schuster's words here, just read them as basic-ass human right now that is not Juju Smith-Schuster and didn't deliver it to how he delivered it in a way. I think they're still the same bronze teams I play every year. I think they're nameless gray faces. They have a couple good players on their team. But at the end of the day, I don't know. The Browns is the Browns, dude. And you can read it however you want to read it. But when you listen to what he actually said, Diggs, which I'm happy I'm going to be able to present this to you for the first time you really get a chance to see it, it didn't sound like he was taking that big of a shot, especially when you hear the question that was asked. And that's why we have to be very careful on the Internet whenever we just read a quote. It happened to Aaron like 10 times this year. Oh, yeah. In this particular time, I understand whenever you read that how it sounds like Juju is just uh, Oculus boxing fucking Cleveland He wasn't, though, I don't think. Foxy, please play. Juju, since you've been here, the Browns have had a few different head coaches, a couple different quarterbacks, a lot of different faces on defense. Do do you feel, after playing them twice so far, 
you feel like this Browns team is has a different vibe, a more successful vibe than what you've seen in the past from them? Nah, I think they're still the same Browns team I play every year. I think they're nameless great faces. Um, yes, they have a couple good players on, on their team, but at the end of the day, like, we, I don't know, like, it's the Browns, it's the Browns. Um, and that's just, like, one of those things that, you know, AFC North football, and they're a good team, but um, I'm just happy we're playing them again, you know, this, this Sunday. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> did he choose the exact right way if he wasn't trying to stir the pot a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like, and we've said this now, with the, uh, you know. The, oh, yeah. Hopping <laughs> <laughs> on the dance, the dancing on the logos. Oh, the, yeah. We have said that, you know, at the beginning it pissed everybody off. You know, and then everybody was like, he shouldn't be doing it. And then I started thinking, it was like, Juju, Juju is okay with being the pest. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Juju is okay with being really? a guy. He's not bad with it. Like, hey, I, I'm okay being the guy that my teammates love and everybody else hates. There's a there's a lot of those guys in sports, by the way, that are revered everywhere. Once we understand, like, oh, that's what they're trying to do. I think Juju is a guy who's potentially doesn't mind stirring up shit uh-huh. with the other team. And by the way, Seems back like very rarely. I mean, he got blown up and he, Smash I guess, yeah, and, and he did fumble that one time. Fumble against Saints in the yeah. Ravens yeah. that season. Hey, will... but he will show up though. Yeah. And he will hit people. Yeah, he yeah will, sure. Like it's not. Like, you know what I mean? So that type of thing. The way he said it though, very, very interesting. Yeah. And the nameless gray faces, by the way, sounds very rude. You know, whenever you just say, uh, "These boys are just a bunch of nameless gray faces," sounds. Rude. But there's a lot of coach, and I believe Tomlin is one of those coaches who believes that. If we're the best us, it doesn't matter who we're playing, okay? Uh, Chuck used to say, nameless, faceless. Or I don't know if it was Chuck or one of the coaches within uh, Chuck's organization basically was like, nameless, faceless opponents. That's it. We got nameless, faceless opponents. It doesn't matter who they are. If we do our job right, it doesn't matter who we're playing. That's what we're trying to do. Now, granted, there's not every team like that. A lot of teams are like, hey, we are going to – this is who we're playing this week, and we're, this is how we're going to play. We're not yeah. just going to try to execute our shit that we do the best to the best. We're going to change to adapt to who we're playing against. So there's different philosophies in that whole thing. So the nameless gray faces is something I would assume that is like a motto for them. Like, hey, if we play our best football, it does not matter who we're playing. Uh, but, boy, it does sound whenever you don't just like out of nowhere, like I'm playing against a nameless gray face. Jeez, burying them. No, they got Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I don't even know what number it is. The nah, nameless gray. Nah. Don't know anything about it. Don't eat Andrewson. Who? Nah, don't know. <laughs> Nameless great face out there. At Ty Schmidt, your thoughts? Yeah, I just, uh, I'm curious. Like, with them not practicing all week, we've seen it this year, and teams have been successful. From your experience, is there, like, a difference that, like, first week of playoff practices? Like, is it really that important? No, a lot of guys are, like, banged up at this point. So it's almost, I don't want to say, like, uh, it's like, I feel like you're just, you're just trying to get to the game like mm-hmm. a lot of mental a lot of like okay. hey we we've been obviously through it from a fundamental standpoint okay but there's a lot of mental learning what you're going against it it seemed to me if i do recall when we got in the playoffs it seemed like let's just get to sunday here or let's just get to saturday because the boys are already in shape everybody feel and a lot of guys are probably going through a lot of rehab probably going to be a lot of walkthroughs anyways mm-hmm. because you got guys and that's it depends on how your team is though on health so i, I would assume if your, our team was healthier which i don't remember the super bowl like that that run. I don't remember those practices if I was to think back to it. Uh, but I, I think it's a lot of like mental type stuff. Now, granted, guys might be going, no, it can't, I guess, because CBA doesn't allow full pads in place. But I don't know what everybody does. I don't, I, mm-hmm. For us, I think it felt like we were just trying to get to the game. So the Zoom calls might be not that bad. Now, right. granted, they still have today. 
They have a walkthrough they can do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They could probably do a, they'll probably do a walkthrough this morning, practice this afternoon, yeah. walkthrough tomorrow. So they'll probably be able to get some in. But some teams have had zero practice this year going into a game. Yeah. And it fared well and terrible. Both mm-hmm. on this thing. What's up? Plus for the Browns, it's a division opponent who you've played twice and the last time was last week. So yeah. like how much different are you gonna be implementing this week? As I don't far know. as practice. What, what what do you do against Rudolph? You know, you don't do against uh, Roethlisberger. That's true. You know what I mean? At, at uh, Boston Connor, the thought of the Browns winning this game in your eyes. Uh, awesome, hilarious. How, how are you <laughs> oh, feeling? absolutely hysterical. I'm rolling with the Browns. I mean, I, everything is stacked against them, and that's why they're going to get the job done. And look at the Steelers. They have fallen off at the end of the season. No, they no, no. Good, they no. played a good half of football, and then they rest everybody. So they're coming back in. they got to reset. I'm going to ride Hunt and Chubb. Why not? It's a really so interesting thing. The Colts and Bills, obviously, we have a lot to talk about there. The Bills are so comfortable. They're dancing to MC Hammer practice very reminiscent of the philadelphia eagles team meeting that happened the night before the nfc championship game now granted practice field much different than a team meeting as soon as i saw a team meeting bet on the eagles heavily and then bet on the next time as well to make that money i don't know if a practice field dance isn't happening in indianapolis is what i'm saying so i don't want to read too much into it but it is nice to see a josh allen and the boys are very comfortable with where they're at yeah. right now is there any difference in that situation just because the bills are favorites and everyone's like the bills have the best chance coming out of wild card weekend they can beat the Chiefs and the Eagles everyone was doubting them from you know the beginning rounds you know I'm kind of bummed about is did you see any coach was McDermott dancing I didn't see McDermott dancing I don't know because normally whenever a team's favored right yeah player I don't want to say it affects players some players maybe but usually the coaches because they know what the expectation is right because then there is an actual expectation on how the coaches team should perform and sometimes you'll see coaches assholes get a little bit tight nobody talks everybody talks about players not being able to perform in a big moment there are some coaches that whenever the moment gets big some things get real locked up they get real nervous don't pull the trigger on some Mm -hmm. things or do i would like to know what mcdermott and the boys are like were they dancing mc hammer can we zoom out a little bit of that video is that why it's so zoomed in because Uh, they're out there or maybe mcdermott was just like or maybe he was doing the uh uh, what was the, uh, the uh, yeah, I forget it. <laughs> Big wheel on the bus? No, it was, uh, it was uh, Trump was dancing at a rally that became a meme on the internet. It was him. Uh, uh, the rock. What if McDermott was doing some terrible rock? Or the <laughs> hickory dickory doc, you know, Davo Sweeney. He could have been, hey, got, I got that, that drip. Hey, old whites dancing. Need more of that on the internet. Oh, yeah. You know, Please. and that could have been one. Maybe that's why they did zoom in. Mm. The old whites dancing. <laughs> What's up, dude? In the video, you see some coaches walking by. It looks like they're kind of setting up for the next drills and stuff like that while the players are dancing. Oh. Uh-oh. That was the end of warm-ups. I just, I, I, that feels like that was the end of warm-ups. Probably a special teams drill or individual they're running to there. If we mm. were to dive a little bit deeper into what was happening, wish we could have seen McDermott maybe doing the TikTok drip like oh, that. Oh, swing. man. How about Dabo on TikTok? Jeez. Out there recruiting. It's bold. Never stops. Man, it'd be tough to be a college football coach, dude. Be tough. Is that what kids are interested in these days? Oh, yeah. You want to see an old white on TikTok? Like, if you're on the fence, it's like, shit, Dabo's got the, that, <laughs> Dabo's got the hottest TikTok no, in the game right now. Yeah, but Harbaugh slept over two weeks ago. Remember True. with the boys? <laughs> True. It makes no sense. By the way, congrats to Harbaugh signing an extension. Yeah, all right. Let's go Michigan. Taking a massive pay cut, though. Yeah. Well, like a 50% pay cut. I don't know. Uh, Nick Baumgartner, okay, not to be confused with Rowan Gardner, mm-hmm. not to be confused with Garden Hoser. <laughs> yep. Source tells the Athletic Michigan and Jim Harbaugh are close to – oh, sorry. Should have been a little bit of uh, maybe a, a pause there. Source tells the Athletic – 
Michigan and Jim Harbaugh are close to finalizing a five-year deal. See, he's got two dashes there. Drop that thing down to one dash. Use the comma earlier. Five-year deal, dash, dash. Expected base salary is $4 million. With incentives, he could get it back to the $8 million. Buyout is expected to be low. Harbaugh hasn't signed, is expected to sign soon. So... Is that his eight million? Is his base salary now? That's what I assume. That's how that read. Right. Yeah. So he signs a deal for four million for whatever amount of years going forward, with incentives to get back to his salary now. Maybe he came to an agreement when Michigan was like, "Hey, maybe I haven't performed up to eight million. Let me go earn it." You know, because Harbaugh drinking milk, competing every single day Mm -hmm. in those khakis. Let me go earn it. Or maybe uh, Harbaugh. Uh, didn't have that many other. Op- Do you think Harbaugh had a lot of other options? I wonder. At this That's point? what I was thinking. Is that his PR team did the whole him maybe getting the Lions job as a little oh, uh, smoke yeah. and fire move because they knew like, hey, Michigan's about to shit can him and he's not going to be able to go anywhere else. So maybe you just bump your contract down, sign a fresh four year extension, and we move forward. That's interesting because four million dollars is almost the same that Casario's making. Yep. To be the general manager of a multi billion dollar yep. operation down in Houston. Harbaugh. Numbers are also. So stupid, dude. They're all so dumb. How has he earned Michigan a four money. million dollar? Yeah, is it just Michigan having a shit ton of money that they can just dish out to anybody? I think so. I do believe if you've ever walked, I don't know, a minute or two on Ann Arbor, that Michigan campus up there, mm-hmm. they can just do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want. <laughs> Good for them. It's unbelievable up there. It's very nice. It is. This is the nicest campus I've ever been on. I'm supposed to hate Michigan, but Ann Arbor and that campus is awesome. Stanford. Yeah, Stanford. Yeah. Stanford, awesome. maybe, because Stanford was just, so, by the way, another campus we were not supposed to be on. Nice, <laughs> all the time. We I'm walked not- around that campus wearing Steve Jobs outfits <laughs> like assholes. Michigan is very nice, though. Yeah, they can afford that. They should start paying the recruits so they can win a game. So that's you think that's how college football team win? No. Yeah, no. that's what you but think? I, I you don't just, think these boys are TikTok no. their way to the recruits? If they got enough money, they might as well start spreading the love, buy a couple Escalades, hand them out. No, Harbaugh gets five stars. He just stinks as a head coach. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. And Michigan football still stinks. This is a big win for me. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of the teams around the Big Ten were happy, yeah. including the one over in Ohio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seemed like they were celebrating pretty hard. Maybe uh, Harbaugh will be able to – remember, 2020, tough season. Yeah. True. 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 They were the standard, though. Remember before, we would like our doctors to talk to other people's doctors with how we've handled this whole thing. And then that's what turned it around. So maybe they deserve a little bit more credit in bringing Big Ten football back. Nah. Nah. Okay. Nah. (laughs) Who cares? They forfeited the last four games of the season because they didn't want to get their asses kicked. (laughs) Yeah, but but we're past that because it's Super Wild Card Weekend. Joining us now is a man who obviously founded, because it's named after him, (laughs) sharpfootballanalysis.com and sharpfootballstats.com. He does work for NBC Sports, The Ringer, amongst others. Big brain, a lot of football information about to be shoved in your ear holes in an eloquent fashion by, ladies and gentlemen, Warren Sharp. Yeah! Thank you for that intro. That mustache is so glorious. It is just, if... If I were you, I'd keep that thing forever. I, if I could grow that, I would have that right there above my upper lip for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's too, too, Unfortunately, I, I don't really have much of an option because it's kind of my calling card now. So 
if I got rid of it, people wouldn't even recognize me. Well, good. That's good news. The, the people are doing you a favor, I think, because once you shave that, I think it would be a day or two. You'd be like, I wish I had it back. Yeah. Back. And then I think to get that thick, how long have you had that thing growing? That had to be some time now, huh? Yeah, I mean, I truthfully didn't shave ever since I got married. It's just a matter of like what I wasn't shaving at the time. So years at this point, months, years. Oh yeah, years, years, decades. What? Uh, just over a decade. Yeah, just over a decade. Wow. That thing's been growing for eleven. There's a potential piece of hair in that mustache that saw the year twenty twenty oh nine. I don't think that's how science works. But you don't know, Ward. No. There, there could be one that just kind of sneaks in there and doesn't grow. It just kind of hides out. You know what I mean? In between the bushes. I mean, I do. I do groom it, so I don't think I would have okay. found that if there was something. There. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it's incredible. It does look like it's about 11 thank years you. of work. No problem. Well, uh, thank you for coming back on the show, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I talked to you a long time ago. Mm -hmm. uh, we just yeah. were, I love you guys that do all the studying. Like we're looking at your shot right now, right behind you. I believe that's a dry erase board. And it looks like it is uh, like one of those math college professor chalkboards. There's, there seems to be just shit written everywhere on there so what do you do you just watch every single play every single game draw up things how does your job work here well uh over my left shoulder i have a 12 foot projector tv i've got like eight monitors that are in front of me here and then i've got two other side tvs back there and i literally watch i throw on the the 12 foot projector the eight box a direct tv so i get all the sunday ticket games up there i got multiple other tvs for replays or if they throw up a ninth game and I watch every single game, uh, every single Sunday of the season. I go back and rewatch some, and I'm digging into the numbers, the charting data, the analytics. Uh, I do some work as a consultant for some offensive coordinators and some teams to give them insights and nuggets to game plan for specific opponents. Let's go! Yeah! Hey, you're in the fucking NFL ward! Whoa! I don't, I don't know that I'd officially get a ring because I'm just a consultant, but um, so I, I, am, I am getting <laughs> you know. paid by teams to do this. So That's amazing. And as you were talking about that, I was just thinking of how much better of an idea your projector was than what I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? I put, you do? I put in just a bunch of little TVs, just individual <laughs> oh, TVs okay. with their own individual boxes <laughs> yep. with wires. I mean, there's just wires and then there's service issues. The projector with the eight thing, <laughs> mm. that seems to be probably a much smarter move there. <laughs> That way, when they reduce the eight games and you go to Sunday afternoon and there's only four, you know, you can all four just expand and take up the whole TV. So now each one is, you know, much bigger. Brilliant. Man. Why didn't you, what the fuck, why couldn't that be like a heads up like maybe 18 weeks ago? Warren, like, I feel like that, I feel like, has this set up been documented? You have a full NFL film look like room in there. Is this something you talk about on a regular basis? Is this something I should have known? Uh, I don't know that you should have known it. I mean, what I've done, the, when we moved into this house, it had a theater in the basement. So there's theater seating here. And I basically just took over the room myself. I'm on the top level of the theater seating with my sit-stand desk here. And I've got my bevy of monitors. And I've just had it like this ever since I've moved in here. Did you play uh, football? So. Did you coach football? How'd you get into this? No. You're just a fan? Just a huge fan. When I was in college, I was in college for civil engineering. And on the side, I was digging into analytics and trying to come up with a computer model that would better predict the outcome of games than what you know Las Vegas was able to, to predict. And I got into it from the sports betting side of things. But I started acquiring 
more data. I wanted to get deeper and deeper into trying to forecast the outcomes of games. And I started getting into the analytics side of things. And I've written some books and I've gotten in touch with teams and some teams started reaching out to me. And I've gone to the combine the last couple of years and met with different coaches there and uh, got a great relationship and talked to actually talked to a lot of the guys that are in these games this weekend. Um, there's a, not, a lot of the guys. I don't necessarily work for all of them, of course, but there's a lot of the guys that are coordinating these games that uh, I, I speak with and I have my Rolodex and we exchange ideas from time to time. So what do you tell them? You're telling them like, hey, against this team on third down, this seems to be a tendency or are you giving them like when they should go for when they shouldn't go for what type of stats are you potentially lending to people that are making decisions in massive games i mean this is it's a pretty cool thing i feel like for you i'd assume you have to feel like that's fucking awesome it is i i definitely feel like there's a lot of pressure on my shoulders i don't do any of the go or not go i don't do any of those decisions they have each of these teams has their own analytics department so i try not to replicate anything that those guys would do I'm coming up with strategies. Basically, what I look at is what do I believe the fastest path to victory is for a team given an opponent, understanding your own health issues, the opponent's health issues, their weaknesses versus your strengths. And I come up with a number of things that I think that this team should be doing in this specific game to gain a leg up. And I go beyond just you know the types of plays that they should be calling and when they should be calling them. But we're also talking about strategies, which may include uh, – tempo or first quarter changes uh, things that i think that they should be doing right before the half um other types of just more philosophical things with regard to play this, calling and ideas is this a numbers driven ideas or is this just from watching the games your personal opinion ideas most of them are numbers driven but some of them are uh, from having watched the games you know i'm looking at for this weekend for instance I'm digging into the different referees. I'm understanding what their tendencies are. I know mm. they've got all-star crews that are calling these games, yeah, but in terms yeah. of like which referees call the most offensive holding and which ones don't, uh, to try to help advise you know, whether or not we can get away with it a little bit more in this game or not. Um, there are other strategies that I'm looking at from just simply having watched so much football. When, when, when you're doing this like I'm doing it, literally watching every single game, and I've trained my eyes anybody in sports betting who has a setup like this is accustomed to watching games that are on multiple tvs and knowing which place to look at when and when they're about to snap the ball and oh, diverting your eyes around the screen i struggle with that warren i struggle i get lost I fucking <laughs> it's it's crazy the first week of the season anytime you go back into it for the first time of the year it's difficult for your brain to be able to process it that quickly, but then you get the hang of it. Now, of course, there's only one game on at a time, so it's significantly easier, but having bet on a lot of games and then watched a lot of games, you understand situations that coaches sometimes do or don't take advantage of enough. One example is, you know, at the end, of, I'll just throw this out there. This isn't really going to provide that much of a, of a benefit, mm -hmm. but at the end of, as the first quarter is about to expire or the third quarter is about to expire, or we're about to head into the two-minute warning a lot of coaches on offense will get to the line of scrimmage and they'll maybe hard count and then they'll just sit there and wait for the clock to expire and you always see the defenders just sort of stand there they're looking up they put their hands on their hips and i encourage guys get a snap off right there at that last second run a play 
because the defense, that's going to be their most vulnerable time ever, is if they think you're just letting the clock expire, mentally they shut down for a split second and you get the ball off right before that expires. That's a big advantage for you. And uh, and so some of these guys started to do that. Warren, okay, I need you to send this information. I've had this one for a long time. Anytime a fake punt happens successfully, they should run a hurry up on the next play. Like immediately after the play, that should always be a twofer. As soon as you pick it up, practice a hurry up because they're either going to have their punt return team, they're going to be subbing off, so they're either going to have too many men, they're going to have no idea. And make sure on your fake punt you have at least one weapon and a punter or somebody that can throw the ball. They're going to hurry up. They have too many people. Boom. Or you just take a delay game. Who gives a fuck? You just stole a first down anyways. If it's first and 15, it's still bonus play. I think it's something you should do. I love it. Tell I think them. that's great. I might, I might end up stealing that from. Do you. it. Do I, it. <laughs> I, I am, I am a huge advocate of situational tempo. So you know, the guys that just want to say, "Well, we're always going to go fast," you know, like uh, Chip Kelly, always, always go fast. Well, then the defense understands what you're doing. I'm a fan of you convert a first down in, uh, you know, second and long. And then you hurry up to the line of scrimmage with the same personnel and run the ball. Or you get a big, nice chunk gain, um, and then you want to get to the line of scrimmage quickly. So I'm a big fan of situational tempo, catching the defense in packages that they might be using for short yardage that then you can exploit and go down the field. Um, so I, I love that. Added. Nice. Idea. Nice. Good. I hope you get that out there because I tried for years and Chuck Pagano just wasn't about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying my best to let him know. We should, because, you know, a lot of times what they're probably going to say to you is what they told me. You know, sometimes like special teams games, you're getting players added to the roster on like Saturday morning. You don't even know what their names are. And then Chuck's like, you want me to teach him to run a hurry up offensive play immediately after <laughs> he just ran a fake. Is that what you want me to do? I'm like, all right, maybe it's not as feasible. But yeah, figure it the fuck out, Chuck. You know, and he said no. So let's talk. If somebody wanted to get into your world, how do they do it? They just have to. Like, have you always just been? Uh, well, civil engineer, I believe, is what you said you went to school for. Like, you so you have a big brain. Did you always just have like a, a ridiculous understanding of football? It just came from watching a lot of football. Yeah, it's it's. it's I have a math. My my background, so I was civil engineering, then I got my professional engineering degree, my license, so I was a licensed professional engineer, and I worked in that world for a while while I was a big football junkie on the side, and then I started getting more and more into football and quit my engineering job and left, you know, put everything off to the side there and started focusing solely on football, and it's it's just come through experience but the way that you know my brain works and a lot of engineers they're problem solvers that's what engineering is is just solving problems so i'm applying the same strategies to a totally different element and that is trying to improve efficiency across the board in football and figure out the easiest path to victory for various teams in their situations each week. That's awesome. I'm happy you're doing this for a living. You're crushing it, by the way. So congratulations on everything. That's quite a career path that I assume didn't exist before you. So way to go, trailblazing for hopefully maybe some other people. Let's um let's talk about the games this weekend, Warren. What do you like? Yeah. What do you hate? What do you like? I'll tell you what. Does the Cleveland Browns not having their team be able to practice until Friday, uh, not having their head coach or their play caller. Do you think that's a, a game where everybody on earth is going to bet the Steelers, I would assume at this point? The number has rose. Uh, it's going to continue, I'd assume, at some point, probably Sunday. It'll probably move a little bit. The This feels like the Steelers should win this game outright pretty well. It, in anything that you've been studying, uh, the no practice, the no play caller, how do you think this fares for them? 
It's, it's definitely a benefit because, as you know, play calling is a science, but it's also an art. And it takes a lot to get into the rhythm of calling plays with a particular quarterback for a particular team. And so Kevin Stefanski is one of the best that we have. I loved the Cleveland Browns. Like, I hated the Cleveland Browns last year. As soon as I saw Stefanski go there this offseason and some of the pieces, I immediately bet Cleveland go into the playoffs, Cleveland over their win total. Like, I, I, I saw the way that Stefanski's offense in Minnesota was going to work for Cleveland with Baker Mayfield, and I loved it. I loved the possibilities here with Stefanski. Now, it's still his offense, but the difference is, as you know, when you get into the second quarter or the halftime adjustments or into the third quarter, there's not going to be that same rhythm routine how's he going to set up the plays quite as well how will Alex Van Pelt who I believe only called plays one year that was back in Buffalo and since that point in time he's been a quarterbacks coach now I know a lot of guys like your buddy Aaron Rodgers they raved about Alex Van Pelt and they really like him as a quarterback coach but in terms of a pure play caller like some of the things that were just second nature to Kevin Stefanski that he he would pull out like you have to know when and how to pull those plays out, when to call them, how to set them up. I do think it's going to be a little bit of a challenge, uh, more than some people might expect it would hurt the Cleveland Browns uh, this week against the Steelers. That being said, I, I, I think the Steelers are going to have success here, but I don't know what the Steelers are going to do offensively because, I mean, I know you guys, you, you have your converted Steelers fan who, I don't know if he left being a Steelers yeah, fan. He's oh, yeah. yeah, he Yeah, he ruined it. Did you, did you, hey, by the way, did you take that into your sharp analysis? <laughs> when that guy, the mush from the Lions fans became a Steelers fan, they started losing? You're going to be like, well, yeah. I hate to break it to you, Tomlin, but this guy is a curse. That's he, just, he just got on your team, and now you're going off the rails. But the problem was they were going off the rails because of Randy Fickner t- to begin with. I am not a fan of that offensive coordinator. Who is? Him as a play caller. <laughs> I, I, I have disliked this guy. They brought in uh, Matt Canada to try to help out, but I always wondered, is Matt Canada the quarterback's coach and trying to get his influence into this offense? Is Fickner going to give up the reins to him? Like, How's that dynamic going to work? Too many cooks in the kitchen, potentially. So Ooh. I didn't love what was going on there, and Fickner definitely has struggled. That offense turned around, if you believe it or not, when Ben started calling the plays, as you know, in the second half against the Colts. We haven't seen that offense back on the football field because they played their second team against the Browns last week. So will this Steelers offense incorporate some of the things that Ben was calling in the second half of that game? Or will they go back to what Fickner was doing, which is very predictable? I just think like Harrison being out at safety for the Browns, there's a couple of key injuries that I think – uh, and Betonio on the offensive line that you're going to have just key matchups. And when Baker gets off track early in this game, if he does, if he mentally gets down, he feels like a very an emotional player to me. And if he gets down a little bit and he doesn't have his buddy on the sideline to talk to and Kevin Stefanski to help convince him it's going to be okay, here's some new plays we're going to trot out there, I, I think that, that he could get down a little bit, whereas Ben has massive confidence. He's had tons of success against the Cleveland Browns in his career. I think he's going to play really well in this game. That week of rest definitely helped him. That could be a live bet option there then. Let's check Baker early, see what's going on. You are big. Obviously, you talked about sports gambling uh, kind of being a part of the reason why you do what you do. It is blossoming everywhere. You you sell your picks. I'm so intrigued by this business. I had no idea this happened really until I started getting on the Internet. You have to, so you have a team of people. They take your picks. You all got you all make money, and then you just kind of off and running. Yeah, yeah. 
good business, dude. It's good business. <laughs> it's yeah, good business. You, you, the, the key for me, like I've been doing this for a while now. If if you don't have uh, integrity, if you don't have consistency, it's not going to work out. If you're not successful doing it, it's not going to work out. It'll show very quickly. Um, and so the level of like repeat business that I get from it, because people enjoy what they're getting and these games are winning for them, uh, ma- makes it fun for me. Uh, to do like trying to forecast the games it's a difficult business as as you know like trying to bet on sports you are a prognosticator you are trying to forecast an unforeseen future through a crystal ball to determine what is going to happen and 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 weatherman can't do it quite as well as sports bettors have to do it because you're either right or you're wrong and if you're wrong you're out of money so it is it is a challenge to do this um, which is why it only takes like 54 percent you know, you have to hit over 52.4% to make money. If you're making 52, 54%, 55, 56%, then that's what the professionals that I'm working with, you know, are aiming to do. And over a large enough sample size of a lot of bets at high volume, they're making a really good living for themselves year in and year out. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard people are big fans of the picks. I uh, I don't know how – I mean, that takes – you gotta be super. Co- you make a lot of money sports gambling. You make a shit ton of money, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, you do. Well, I'll I'll just say this: when there was a time, um, and I'm not saying I would never do this again, but there was a time like two years ago where I was offered to be uh, head of analytics for a team, but it was going to be like a massive reduction in what I'm earning. <laughs> so it's not that I would never want to do that at some point. Like I'm happy right now just being a consultant for some of the teams and working for a few of them on the side. Uh, but I would never, I'm not going to say I'm never going to take a job like that in the future. But as you know, sports betting is booming right now. But, that industry is booming. And so there's a well. lot of opportunities uh, here in the media side of things as well to, to deal with sports betting. Oh, man. Go ahead, Ty. Warren, what does all your analysis and film study tell you about the Packers this year? I know they don't play this weekend, but looking ahead to a potential matchup with the Bucks, uh, is I mean, is how different is this team this year than they were last year going into the playoffs? Last year, I felt that they were very predictable with their passing attack, especially on early downs. They were throwing a lot really close to the line of scrimmage at the perimeter. They're changing up things a lot more now. Um, they're go- attacking a little bit more down the field. Aaron Rodgers has a lot more confidence. You could tell. I mean, I, I love the interviews that Pat does with Aaron because he's such a deep thinker and a very philosophical person. Comes out in the interviews. It also comes out in the way that he's played this season. You could tell he really spent time evaluating what he wanted to bring to the table, how he wanted to play this season. And there are massive changes that have completely benefited the Green Bay Packers. I still have questions about their defense. I still think that, for instance, their secondary is great, but you can attack their linebackers. I don't think that they're perfect in the run game. I think you can exploit them a little bit there. So there are edges that you can have to score points against the Green Bay Packers. Um, And I'm worried if they go up against a team that's capable of getting a lot of pressure. The NFC is such an interesting conference because there's a lot of volatility there at the top. you got the Saints who seem to completely own the Bucks, and then you have the Bucks who completely blew out the Packers. And, I mean, these Whoa. games weren't even close in most <laughs> cases. So, the thing, I mean. Hey, the Bucks look like they're for real. The last question here, and Warren, we can't thank you enough for your time, man. And your big brain and that mustache is 11 years <laughs> old. Wow. Do you, how much do you account for teams getting hot at the right time? The Bucks 
have played their best football like the last nine quarters or whatever or, or ten quarters. They played very good football. Does that go into? Uh, you think that's going to bode well for them going forward? Because they got the guy, obviously. Should we expect them to go ahead and just stampede Chase Young after what he said about Tom Brady? I'm coming, Tom Brady. Should we expect the Bucks just to go ahead and go on a little bit of a run here until obviously they got to run into Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and Lambeau? I don't think it's going to be a stampede because I do have some concerns on that side of the football. But what I will say is this. Byron Lefwich and Bruce Arians brought Tom Brady down to Tampa for a reason. It's to win a Super Bowl, but it's also for his brain, his decision-making, and his arm talent. And you cannot do what they were doing over the first 14 weeks of the season, which was running the ball at a 60% clip on first downs in the first quarter for the second worst yards per carry in the NFL. You cannot run the ball at an above average rate, which they were doing the first 14 weeks of the season on first downs in the first half for the NFL's worst yards per carry. We got to put the ball into Tom Brady's hands a little bit more often in those situations. They started doing that the last three games. However, those were two games against Atlanta and one game against Detroit, but they completely ramped up. They went 67% pass on first downs in the first half of games. Let Tom Brady decide what happens in this game. The Washington football team has the NFL's number one defense at making halftime adjustments. Jack Del Rio is incredible. They have allowed just 44 points total in the second half since week six. The number two and number three and number four teams, really good defenses, but they're up at like 77 and 80 points allowed in the in the second half of games. The, The Washington football team's down at 44. They allow four points per game in the second half. Huge adjustments. Tampa needs to get started early and put up some points because I think their offense will slow down in the second half due to those adjustments that Washington makes. Pass the ball on early downs, build up some momentum. If they do that, if they rely more on Brady's arm, I think they've got a really good chance not only to win this game but to give Green Bay a fight the next round. All right, Warren, we appreciate you so much. Hope to be able to talk to you again soon. Love your brain, dude. You've got a good brain. Hey, thanks, Pat. Thanks for having me. Love your stuff, too. Hey, thank you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Warren Sharp. He just has so much information. In there. Yeah. Rolodex. How about him just talking to NFL teams? Like, hey, here you go. That's wild. The consultant business. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has he ever coached? I've never coached. Just, this is just from watching in the theater. <laughs> yeah. That's wild to me. As he was saying, I was like, who's reaching out, I wonder? And then he was like, got some teams this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so good teams. Good teams are reaching. Good for him. Because I wonder... Because, you know, the NFL head catch, uh, coaching community is just like, who knows who. I'd assume he, one person somehow, mm-hmm. he sent some information to it, started working, then he did it again, and then somebody from that staff probably went somewhere else, and they're like, oh, yeah, this mustache motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, nobody knows. Nobody knows where he came from. He just knows everything, and boom, goes, and that's probably how it grows. I mean, if you're an NFL organization, it's not like you have lack of money, so you might as well pay him to send some stuff over, and if you don't like it, don't use it. But every once in a while, I'll be like, ooh. Yeah, that that makes sense. If if it's working, which he says it is, right? Because mm-hmm. there's playoff teams in there using his information. You know, there's zero chance that the Cincinnati Bengals are hiring. <laughs> yeah. There is Nuh-uh. no chance in hell that they're doing that. Not a shot. What's up, AJ? Man, how's it going? AJ Hawks here with us. <laughs> Hey, I, uh, I think it was – I watched a little bit of the Warren Sharp interview. I, I started laughing at the little subtle things that always happen. I think it was either Connor or Ty. You started saying – you were asking about his mustache. You said, like, is that days, years, decades? And what? I said decades. 
What? It was a comment? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, uh, by the way, when I heard it, I was trying to figure out what the next one was. <laughs> Quarter century? What? I didn't even know. Like, I was trying to figure out. And by that point, Warren had already told us, like, uh, he had like a, it was like an awkward decade or yeah. like, more than a decade. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. There's some magical moments that happen there. And sometimes with a person on, on FaceTime not knowing that it's happening currently, I don't want to step in and be rude. How'd you feel about that guy? How'd you feel about Warren Sharp? That was my first time really understanding his entire history and everything like that. Goes from big, like, football junkie guy, uh, applies his incredibly intelligent brain to football. Now he's giving advice to NFL teams in playoff weekend and all this stuff. It's amazing listening to that. That, that. I assume there's a lot of people that think they could probably do that, uh, but I would assume that he's maybe one of one uh, in this particular profession. Yeah, it seems like it, especially I think it helps coming from like a non-football background. He's such a – just w- listen to him speak. Like he doesn't – he's just all about the business. Like he, it's almost – you ever see Ben Shapiro? People feel very strongly about Ben Shapiro. It's almost like, hey, this is like I'm just going and I am I am on a run. And that's how Warren is at all times, I feel like. A lot of information coming. A lot of information. I felt like I learned a lot there. Oh, yeah. I think he's great. I think he's really good, and he does. Like teams actually hire him. They can't say publicly who's using him, but he he goes like – 10 steps past what anyone else does, I feel like. All right, so here's my question. Um, I was talking about this with owners whenever they consult with a third-party independent uh, group to hire their coach or their GM. They'll ask somebody else who they should hire for their business that they are you know, making hundreds of millions of dollars off of. You know what I mean? Like, How do you know that that person that you're consulting with isn't also helping everybody else in your division also trying to get better and they're not paying them better? Like, that's an interesting thing. Like, do you think he has to tell people who else he's helping, I wonder? I don't know. I mean, I guess, does he have a contract with the teams he's working for? I'm sure he has, like, an NDA. He has something where they know, like, you can't talk, you can't let people know which teams you're working for. I don't know. Good question. Because whenever he was talking about it, I just thought of the – incredibly paranoid coaches that I've been around and everything like that. And if you're just getting information from this incredibly intelligent guy, but he has no ties to any other team, it's like, well, who else is he giving information to? I I bet you that becomes a real thing for him. And he's just like, no, I just break down teams however I see it or whatever. It's like, okay, that's a good gift. I'd keep keep consulting to like 30 teams if I could just go ahead and pay work for everybody, I guess. Well, he can. He can work for all. He could technically work for all 32 teams and present them the information that he comes up with. But it's up to those coaches to take it and implement it and actually execute it in a game and make it work. True. Well, they need to stop throwing. Or they need to stop running the ball on first down down there in Tampa. That's right. That is that is an interesting thing because I try to watch every game as well. But boy, I am not calculating things the same way Warren Sharp is. <laughs> There is no way. His, his dry erase board on his side literally just looked like a beautiful mind at the end when he's writing things on the wall. Yeah. That's what it looked like on the glass window or whatever. That, that, it was insane. So much football knowledge. Uh, AJ, we have some friends of the show, by the way, that got uh, named a massive, massive honor today. The All-Pro teams were announced, AJ. The All-Pro teams, which are voted on by the media members. Uh, and we have, what's that? Do we have it? Yeah, he's pulling it up right now. Oh, so we don't have it. We'll wait. Uh, Here it is. And we have Aaron Jones at the same time. What? Yeah. Aaron Jones is on. Yeah, we got everybody. Hold on, Aaron. You're, Aaron should be on here. It's bullshit that he wasn't. No, go ahead. Put that thing back up there. These are all people that have all come on the show. Wait, 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 sorry. What? What happened? 
He was about to close out of this graphic. Oh, yeah. So we have Aaron Jones and this graphic on the same computer. So he was about to go get Aaron Jones, and he would have closed out of this. And I don't know what's on the other side of this graphic. Oh, Ooh. that a Good call. All right, let's go to ladies and gentlemen. Joining us now is a man who will be an All Pro in no time. He was a Pro Bowler this year, touchdown leader last year, 1,104 rushing yards, 355 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns, running back for the Green Bay Packers, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Jones. What's going on, man? How y'all doing? Hey, great. Thanks for joining us. I think it's absolute bullshit that you didn't get voted all pro. I will let you know I don't like it. You don't have to say it. I will. Thank you. You can speak for me. (laughs) How are you doing? How are you spending the off week here? What do you got going on on this Friday? Are you in the facility? Are you guys working? What's going on? Uh, We we had practice earlier, so we were working now. Uh, Just got out the tubs and chilling with you guys. So uh, that's what the rest of my day is going to be, hanging out with my parents there in town, just relaxing. What's the west? I guess what's the rest of your this week look like? And do you have the whole weekend off? And it's got to be weird because you've got to still have to go in and get tested every day. Yes, sir. We still do have to go in and get tested every day. We've been doing that every day. Uh, tomorrow we have completely off, uh, and then Sunday we're going to come in and have a short practice, like an hour or so practice, and uh, that, that's going to be it. Uh, go back home, kick the feet up, and watch some football. Oh, you're going to watch Super Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> uh, do you have? So your parents are out there. Uh, have they been able to visit? What's it been like? Do they get tested as well? Have they been in like quarantine with you basically all season? How has that worked? Like getting to see family and friends if they don't live in Green Bay? Uh, yes, they've been tested. Um, That's interesting. So my parents, they us- they'll usually come and they'll stay for like a month or so. So pretty much create our own bubble at home and just hang out with them and enjoy enjoy my time with them. Aaron, I have a question. Is there any any backfield in the NFL that has more fun than you guys it oh. seems like it seems like you have since you hit the you, you got in the league that was you guys but it, your offense especially like although the whole I love gold situation everything you have going seems to be coming together like were you always having this much fun um I would say the fun started last year uh really um you know the coach is doing a great job of uh, just keeping us entertained in meetings and creating, kind of creating those things like uh, Austin Powers. I love Gold, Coach Hackett. Love him. He's funny, creative, and then everybody just buying in and embracing it. And um, so we have, like, we have a meeting. And you see A Rod come in and put up the Austin Powers Gold member thing, and it's like we're really into this Gold thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool to see, and I've, I've enjoyed it. They make they make it fun. They, they they um keep it so you you're excited to come in the facility like what am i gonna see in meetings today what's gonna go what's gonna happen in meetings today um did you know about gold member before this season i did um i didn't know about him in detail the way i know about him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the chain you know you pulled the the g out from underneath was that a specialty piece how many people have them gifted how did we get to that thing it was gifted. Uh, so, a family friend from uh, who work who works closely with uh, is from Gold Shop. Who works with Gold Shop um, had it sent to me. He was like, uh, he was like, wear it. And I saw I wore it. And I was like, a couple weeks ago, I think it was when we played Philly. I wanted to pull it out when I scored, but uh, I was too tired when I got in the end zone. I was like, <laughs> let me just get off this field. Uh, and so 
I, I remembered uh, once I scored and I pulled it out. Um, did you talk to A.J. Dillon about his Lambo leap situation there whenever he got a, a, his first tud in Lambo? <laughs> Definitely did. Uh, I tried to cut him some slack and give him a break. I said it, it was snow up there. It was yeah. a little wet. That Your hand slipped. That, that's what it was. But then the second time. I mean, you can't make an excuse for the second time. Last time to push him up there, help him up there. Ty, what do you got? Aaron, you've played uh, with fans and without fans this year, obviously. How big of an impact do you think it's going to be to have fans uh, at Lambeau next week when you guys play? Uh, I think it's going to be huge. Uh, you get an extra source of energy. Uh, you know, people are out there cheering you on, and uh, it's our fans, and we know how our fans are. Uh, they they show up and they show out, so um, – they bring the energy. Them bringing the energy mixed with our energy that we've been bringing all season, um, with not having fans, I think is just going to be something special. Has that been like a heightened? Uh, oh, he's Foxy putting himself over. <laughs> the, oh uh, has there been a Foxy's running a contest? By the way, <laughs> on Twitter, yeah. give away his ten thousand dollars. Thank you, Foxy. Hey, Aaron, yeah. Aaron, say Aaron Foxy. Foxy. Um, <laughs> Has there been conversations? Because you look at the defense, they were doing the uh, the train, I believe, or something of that mm-hmm. nature. And then you guys always celebrate. Has there been a lot of conversation, or is it just understood? Like, hey, we have to bring extra energy. There has to, even if it's fake energy, whatever it is, we have to always have the juice. Has that been a conversation, or just kind of understood in the building? Um, it's definitely been a conversation. Um, that we we have to bring the juice. We got to create our own juice. You know, it's it's quiet in those stadiums. Uh, the only way we're gonna get it get going is from each other's be self-starters uh and so that's something that we did talk about early in the season i think our, our guys have done a great job of just continuing to do that week in and week out how much i guess how different is it now when you're on offense you don't have the fans and you can hear everything you can hear everybody communicating we can hear the quarterback so well like does it make it make it easier for you guys offensively and what does scary ninja mean <laughs> I don't know if I can tell you what that means. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it definitely helps. Uh, with A-Rod, uh, I can see why people jump. You can definitely hear the cadence with no no uh, fans in the stands. Um, so I think that that helps us. Um, and, and you can just lock, lock in a little bit more. You know, you can hear everything. You can hear even the, the pads thumping is, is louder. Now, does he ever get you? Oh, he's definitely got me before. Every remember, single, every. I think it was my, I think it was my rookie year. Uh, this was on a Saturday practice, uh, right before the game, and uh, I jumped. And so, McCarthy and A Rod, they didn't really trip. They're like, "All right, if you jump, just act like you're motioning out and then come back." And do this. <laughs> That's so. It's probably two plays later. I did the same thing, and I just froze. Like he got me, and I'm like. Damn. And McCarthy, somebody come get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then so and then now now when new guys get here and they jump and I'm like, bro, I understand. I see how it's happening. I, I've been there before. Yeah. So now you're just so used to it, I'd assume. But I, when you're dead tired, I like to think of the offensive lineman because it is amazing. Aaron Rodgers cadences are unbelievable. They, and the ability of the entire offense to take advantage of it is a big deal. See somebody move, let's get a free play. Let's go ahead and try to steal it. But I think about like the offensive linemen, you guys in the backfield, even wide receivers, when you're dead tired. You know, you're dead tired. You're trying to remember what the play is. And then now you got to be like, oh, and we're on seven and a half, by the way. Or the cadence is on seven and a half. Let's go ahead and wait. It's just, it's amazing what you guys are able to do. Because I don't think I'm mentally tough enough not to at least jerk a little bit. 
that's when I start to watch the ball. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a D lineman. I don't. Like, I, I'm looking out the corner of my eye, trying to trying to see the ball. Diggs, what do you got? Aaron, I don't know if you saw on the internet or not, but uh, AJ Dillon challenged this guy over here to an Oklahoma drill. Um, how do you think that's gonna go? That's right, he says. Uh, but first off, I like your hat. Thank you. Not the hoodie. Um, but it's okay. Um, they need a running back next. AJ is a big dude. Uh, how much do you weigh? Collusion. Uh, you know, by the time it happens, I'll probably be like two eighty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, get up to two eighty. I, I think you'll be you'll, you'll be straight. All it, right. You gonna it's gonna be an impact. Like you're gonna feel a hit, a, a blow. But if you're two eighty, that's D lineman. I, I feel like you you might stand a chance. But yeah, that's AJ is a big dude. Hey, what has it been like watching him? Because, you know, he got a chance a couple weeks ago to, you know, because you were down with a foot injury, I believe, or a toe injury, and then Jamal was out. So he got a chance to go in there. What has it been like? Uh, it, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, he's been resilient. You know, he had he, he missed a lot of time due to COVID, and he just came back and uh, didn't miss a beat. You could tell he was excited to be out there, and he's just waiting on his opportunity. And um, But it's nothing that he hadn't been doing in practice, nothing different. So we knew when he – got the opportunity that he was going to take it and run away with it and do a great job and which he did you ever get him any applesauce guy loves applesauce dude oh he loves applesauce so you guys just taught me something Come on, come the fuck on, Aaron. What type of teammate? <laughs> the so you're in the same room as this guy, dude. You guys been Zoom calling for what nine months? Hey, we're in the, we're in the same room, and I don't even know he likes applesauce. But that's it. His name's the sauce. Because sauce. I know it's the sauce. <laughs> I'm thinking like wing sauce. <laughs> so was I, by the way. I was thinking like maybe hot sauce, you know, like back in the day. And something like that. He was like, no, no, no. Just high school. I always ate applesauce, so they called me sauce. Or some people, some people say I got the sauce. I got the juice. It's like yeah. the, the swagger. So I thought he meant maybe like that. But no, I'm gonna have to sit down and ask. AJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's big applesauce talk, Aaron. Uh, congrats on the Pro Bowl. You deserve it, bud. Uh, I know you're going into an offseason where you're probably going to get broken off, so congrats on that as well. And enjoy the hell out of this playoff run, Aaron. You deserve it. Yes, sir. I hope that I can give me one of those chains when I do. Hey, I'll tell you what. I think you could afford this, uh, at least in college. This thing is very cheap. <laughs> very. Hey, hey, no, hey, nobody can tell. Yeah, well. It's all good. So when I was in college, I obviously had my ears pierced. Okay, I went to Claire's and got the big blocks, right? They're like uh, like $13.99, maybe $12.99. Yeah. I wore the same earrings, okay, all the way through college into the NFL. As soon as I made it in the NFL, people were like, Woo! look at those things. And then I was like, yeah, same ones I was wearing a year ago that are. You're going you're gonna to have to bring me back on in like 10 or 12 years on the show. I can't give up all my secrets right now, but. I got, I, got a, I got some good stuff for you, similar to what you're talking about. <laughs> He's putting kits on Honda Civics. <laughs> making them like Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Aaron Jones. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Love this show. Love being a guest. I'll come on anytime. Man, we appreciate you. Can't wait to talk to you uh, after a hell of a win next week. You're the best, Aaron. Yes, sir. Thank you. Cheers, dude. Good guy. Bro. Love that guy. Yeah. Does he not have just the most positive attitude yeah, all the time? He does. Awesome. That's awesome to have. That's great in the locker room, by the way. Just an upbeat. Hey, how about him saying, I can't wait to get in the meetings just to see what pops up. The guy's like taking popcorn in the meetings. Like, all right, what are they going to do today? That's awesome. Shout out to him for playing another 10 to 12 years, too. Yeah, that's what he yeah. said. Wow. It's a long time, AJ. Frank Gore played, still playing. Going to be 17 years in the league. Yeah. Oh, my God. Insane, AJ. Are they going to be able to bring him back? Is there any chance? Who, the Jets? 
No, the are the Packers going to be able to re-sign Aaron Jones? Oh no, I don't think so. Right? No. I, I mean, yeah. th- that doesn't seem. I mean, we hope. I obviously. hope so. Yeah, I think him and Jamal Williams are probably both gone. Unfortunately, really, I think so. Yeah, they got to save up for Jordan Love. That's a big contract coming down the road. <laughs> Huge. Now that you mention it, I mean they're going to have to. I mean, at, at some point in the near future. They're going to have to decide whether or not they want the fifth-year option on Jordan yeah. Love. $250 million contract. Maybe they the trade him to the Pats, actually. Pats need a quarterback. <laughs> bring him in. <laughs> what do you think about this Deshaun Watson situation, AJ? I don't know. I know he's upset about the GM hiring. Like, Okay, I, my only question is how, many, how much access or how much influence did they tell him he would have? before yeah i think the expectations is the thing that we don't know about because we don't know who's leaking information how if we could get to instagram to Schefter's post from last night uh that would be cool if we could pull that up because he i I should have sent it in this morning or last night when i read it but it was right after i got done you know knocking out the guy that knocked me out in the oculus arena so i was a little bit winded while i was doing the whole thing a little bit you know i just gotten ko'd with one punch moments before that but Schefter, it seems like the way he laid it out was deshaun was expecting to have a little bit of say i think in a couple conversations or at least be like not say but at least have a conversation about it or something like that i think he was expecting to be a part of the process more and it seemed like that didn't happen plus you put this on top of the thought that it's alleged that he has already talked to his teammates about asking for a trade it's an interesting situation that casario has fallen into with his best player in deshaun watson oh yeah it's it's not a great situation by any means but i just I don't know if there's many players in the NFL that have had much say in a GM hiring. Like that's the only thing. I I don't know if that's yeah, we, very that's commonplace. Yeah, we that was where our conversation all revolved back to this morning. Whenever we were talking about it, it was because if you remember, just a year ago, right, or I guess more than a year now at this point, two years ago, when Lafleur was hired, mm-hmm. everybody was like Aaron wasn't talked to about this, and then they try to cook up shit between Aaron and Lafleur. But now we've learned that that was all fake or whatever so it's like aaron Rodgers didn't even get a chance to have a say in what the coach was going to be i think a lot of us thought that you should give him a chance to at mm-hmm. least have be a part of the conversation and i think i'm like that too like i think deshaun should be a part of the conversation when it comes to head coach i don't think he should be the determining vote but i think like if at this point he's an established quarterback you've already made him a made man he's going to be the face of your franchise okay you should at least have a little bit of uh, like a conversation with him not give him the decision but at least a conversation i think if that's what he was expecting but the GM thing, I didn't fully understand either. I didn't fully get it. I, I would hope that they would, like, your ideal situation, like your GM or your owner has such a good relationship with the guy that you made your franchise quarterback when you paid him that big long-term extension. Like, I would hope you have a good enough relationship where you say, hey, man, here's, like, four people we're interviewing for head job. Do you have any red flags? Is there any reason why you wouldn't want to work with? Who would you prefer over this person? Like, what are your thoughts on these people? And then they can just use that as one bit of information when they make the hire any reason why you would hate any of these yeah that guy hate him okay all right well fair that's very we appreciate that okay that's good that's good to know because when we go in there we'll ask him why you hate him what'd you do and if he lies we at least know that's piece of information how about these uh have you seen this guy's yeah i like the way this guy runs his offense or whatever this is like okay that's cool that that would just be like a i think like a if you're like friends or doing business partners with somebody you would do that and i think if you look at Schefter's instagram here which i do believe we have here Schefter on instagram says by hiring former new england patriots executive nick casario to solve a large set of problems within the organizations the houston texans have created additional ones 
with star quarterback Deshaun Watson. Watson offered his input on potential general manager candidates, but the Texans neither considered nor consulted with those endorsed by their franchise quarterback, league sources have told ESPN. Additionally, the Texans did not inform Watson that they intended to to hire Casario, and he found out about the hire on social media. That contributed to Watson taking to Twitter that night to post some things never change. Watson's feelings were not directed towards Casario, sources told ESPN, but instead were indicative of the way business was again conducted by the Texans. Last offseason, Houston didn't let Watson know that star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins would be traded, which led to some disappointment. Now, that is that it has happened again, Watson is said to be infinitely more bothered, sources told ESPN. This time, Watson had met with Texans owner Cal McNair on several instances, sharing thoughts on certain candidates that came highly recommended, with Watson suggesting that the team at least talk to them. Sources told ESPN he did not expect Houston to hire those that he endorsed, but he was hoping the Texans would be respectful of the feelings of the group of his teammates that he was trying to represent, sources told ESPN. The Texans, however, did not act on their quarterback's thoughts and charged ahead with a hire that mattered to a much smaller circle than the one that Watson was trying to aid, sources have told ESPN. Even if they didn't want to move forward with any of Watson's recommended candidates, sources told ESPN, that Watson (laughs) wanted to at least have the opportunity to meet with ownership's finalists so he could offer his thoughts from a player standpoint to benefit the team and then the Texans could hire who they wanted that opportunity never came sources told ESPN so that sounds like that is what Deshaun Watson's agent laying out exactly why Watson is pissed in a text message directly to the right hand or left hand depending on which phone number he has of Schefter right into an Instagram caption sources told Pat McAfee So what? Okay, Jack Easterby, he's the guy behind all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Is he the one that hired Casario? Does he have the power? Uh, I believe he's the one doing the consulting over there, right? Like him and Cal are probably a. Mm-hmm. He's probably helping Cal advise, and they said they didn't even know what the future was of Easterby over there. Depending upon what GM they hire, they hire a guy I think he knows pretty well. Now Casario. Uh, I guess a lot of people say really good hire for the Texans. A lot of people are pumped about this, and that's why I think Deshaun Watson uh, said in there, this anger is not directed at Casario, uh, so, sources told ESPN. But So he, he kind of wanted to make sure, like, hey, Casario, this isn't about you. This is just about the way this whole thing was handled. And It's interesting about him. Did he walk into Kyle McNair's office? Got a list. Here's some... Uh, Here's some general managers uh, me and the boys been talking about. Bullet points. Here's some coaches that we're talking about here. Uh, the way you guys have been running this place is a fucking joke. So if you remember, uh, we kind of spoke up and then Bill O'Brien got fired. You remember? Mm-hmm. Which was nice. kinda, and now what we're thinking is if we don't want that situation to happen again because it seems like it, it's inevitable, here's a list of demands from the team. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like, right? That's kind of what it feels like. I mean, it, it does kind of feel that way. And, and, pow- and I guess players have gained – a lot more power, I'd say, over the last two, three years, don't you think? It's definitely at the college level in football and in the NFL. I feel like players have more of a say now. Oh, no. Here it goes oh, again. What is going nice, on dude. at that house? I'm sure what he has. not me. I promise you that. Yeah, guy's is. lying about his internet like he lied to those team doctors about his knee. <laughs> <Yeah>. Everything's <laughs> fine, right. huh? Everything's fine. Right. You got, well, you got, Something's what? going on, man. 
you guys talked about aliens with Lane Johnson, didn't you? That's why they're slowing this down. We did a phenomenon. Yeah. But the thing about this is you got the youngest of your seven over there on an Oculus playing Fortnite running yeah. right outside. Exactly. Just dropping elbows on your goddamn internet, pal. No. I'm, I don't share this internet with the rest of the house, pal. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. I need to do that in my house, I think. Yeah. Pal. Designated. You like Ariel Hawani? Didn't you say he was terrible? What did he say? He said he hated him. Yeah, he yeah. said he's an asshole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did. I hey. said this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yesterday. Yeah. yeah. You see, that's you <laughs> awesome how you how you can do like the bet. I hope someone thinks. I hope Ariel thinks that because <laughs> you're saying this. I know. I, know. No, Ariel, I just. When did he make this shift over to this new character he's playing? <laughs> the heel wanting? Yeah. I don't know, but it's it's an entertaining one. I I know ESPN probably doesn't like the if he was to do an entire show like that, but I wish he would. I wish yeah. I wish he would come in and just do it. It's awesome. That's how you know it is awesome because ESPN doesn't want him to do it. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Let's go. Let's go to Mike in Chicago. We're gonna have to call you back. Thumb, thumbs up. Taking a fat right. rip of that radio cigar. show. Right. Cigar in mouth. Thumbs <laughs> yeah. up. What is it? Is it us, you think? We no, have too many no, computers? No, I, checked, oh, I, I just checked our internet speed. It's phenomenal. Oh, we got good internet speed, yeah. don't we? Well, I was dealing with charcuterie Friday. Thousand up, thousand down. AJ's got his private sector up there so he can cover his boob browsing tracks. I mean, maybe he should look at who his internet <laughs> provider is. I mean, so sorry to interrupt, dude. Like, so, so sorry. Apologies. The conversation was going there. It really was. You know? Mm -hmm. And here we go, interrupting it like this. Got to pay the bills. What we're interrupting it with is something that matters, though. Oh, yeah. Are you the best version of you that you could possibly be, you think? Definitely not. Does your skin, hair, anything else really that revolves around men's health, is it at its highest that it could possibly be? I mean, it could probably be better. And that's the thing about it is there's a company out there that's a men's health brand mm -hmm. that is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Okay, they are unbelievable. And that is Roman. Roman is a men's health brand that makes you and wants you to be the best version of you possible. Your hair fuller, your skin brighter, anything else you have going on, they want to take care of you. And they want to do it in a fashion that is most affordable. But it's not just skin, it's not just hair, it's not just everything like that. It's also whenever you go in and you go to do the lovemaking. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The men's health brand wants to be your tag team partner and being the best you in all facets of your life. And did you know that if you are somebody who uh, doesn't have sex for as long as you would like, and we're not saying you go quick, hey, hey, maybe you just don't go as long as you want to go. Yeah. Maybe your sex life, you want it to go long, long, long time. Mm -hmm. You want to put on a show in there. If you want to put on a show in the bedroom, you need to tag team partner with our friends at Roman with the Roman Swipes. I love Roman Swipes. These things show up at your door in discreet packaging. Nobody knows that you have a tag team partner that's small enough to fit in your back pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Nobody will even know that you have it. Then whenever it's time to, you know, do the deed. Mm -hmm. When it's time to sling some salami. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You know. Whenever you're out there with your bologna about to really make a sandwich mm -hmm. and it's time to go, why don't you do it for a long, long time, Ty? You pull out the Roman swipe, okay? You rub it on your tool, mm -hmm. your baby maker, yep. your magic stick, yes. your dipstick, mm -hmm. your how's it going, how you doing, keep it moving, pleasure town, here we come stick, okay? Mm -hmm. You rub it on there, it'll dry quickly. It'll not transfer to your partner and it is scientifically proven to make you last longer in bed. 
bologna sandwich, extra mayo. Long time making it. We can't thank Roman enough. And right now you can get free two-day shipping on your Roman swipes. Get them in time for Thanksgiving next weekend. Get them in time for the holiday season. Stock up on these things for the winter because I do believe we're getting locked back down. Looks like it. In a lot of places. Mm-hmm. So you know what time it is? Why not just have a little bit of a sex fest? Might as well. <laughs> Go to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. Free two-day shipping on these Roman swipes. You will love them, and so will she or he. Have the time of your life behind the closed doors with our friends at Roman, Roman Swipes, and also make yourself the best you possible uh, with everything else that the Men's Health brand has for you. GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. Back to the show. <laughs> Breaking news out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Ooh, really? The state of Cincinnati, to be exact. University of Cincinnati. Stud quarterback for the Cincinnati Bearcats, who led them to their highest ranking of all time, I believe, and to an almost undefeated season until they lost to Georgia on a 54-yard bomb from their kick. What a ball, by the way. Incredible ball, but I thought they should have beat Georgia. I think I owe somebody in Georgia that called into the show something, but real shame. Forget his name. Dink is information. Whoops. <laughs> Anyways, Desmond Ritter coming back for his senior season next year. Okay. He will be a hot commodity in the NFL. People will want him, and I believe the Cincinnati Bearcats, go ahead and put them in a college football playoff next year if he's coming back. Yeah. There we go. Good for them. Speaking of playoffs, a team that has made the playoffs now for a couple years in a row, but this year they are representing the AFC East. Ladies and gentlemen, the Buffalo Bills have made the playoffs again, and they are relevant in the football conversation. Mm. So that means that all their fake fans have had to come out of the woodwork. The people that maybe never supported them before when the big bad Tom Brady was in there, while Bills Mafia was putting their bodies on the line every single week at tailgates around the country, jumping off of RVs. There were some fans that refused to talk about them, but now that they're good again, fans have been coming out of the woodwork in lieu of the incredible Josh Allen led Bills Mafia. Ladies and gentlemen, one of those fans I just referred to, Ariel Hawani. Yeah! What's going on, Ariel? Well, <clears throat> before I weigh in, um, I'm awaiting your apology, Pat. There's nothing. Are you going to give it to me now or at the end of this There's segment? Nothing. But you made me wait. At least, I mean, you guys called me at 135. It's 140. I had to listen to the runner-up in the MVP vote, like talk, I don't know what he was talking about. That was one of the most boring videos I've ever heard. And then some Jabron from Cincinnati. You never make me wait for some news. I mean, that's not even like ticker worthy news. Okay? Oh, okay. So first of all, I want you to say hello to me and I want you to say hello to the great Frank Reich because we all know who Frank Reich is and we all know what's in his heart. Yeah, put it on the board, Evan, or whoever runs that little thing back there. That's Frank Reich, 1993. Don't you dare talk to me about being a bandwagon fan. Don't you dare oh, even insinuate nice. yeah, when you were that a child. I'm a bandwagon fan. Yeah. What do you know about Thurman Thomas? What do you know about the running back for Oklahoma State University? Thurman Thomas went to four. You couldn't name a player on the Bills for about a 10 to 15 year period there from when you were wearing the puffy starter jackets around Buffalo when your parents were forcing you to, to now whenever they're good again. You, you, every reference you've made has been from, I don't know, way back when you were a child. Yeah. When he was six years you're, you're, Oh my God, the good old days. Yeah. You're insinuating that I'm a bandwagon fan. Do you want me to talk to you about Doug Flutie? Do you want me to talk to you about 1999 when they 
benched him for Rob Johnson and then the Music City Miracle. Do you want me to talk to you about that game? Because I could talk to you about that game. Do you want me to talk to you about EJ Manuel? Do you want me to talk to you about JP Lossman? Do you want me to talk to you about uh, Tyrod Taylor? I could talk to you about these guys, but we're not talking about the same old Bills. Patrick, we're talking about the AFC East champion, Buffalo Bills. We're talking about a team that will have 67,000. Don't listen to the media. It's not 6,700. It's 67,000 fans in attendance tomorrow at Ralph Wilson Stadium. No, not Ralph Wilson. No, not New Era Park. It's called Bills Stadium because it's for the people, by the people. 67,000 fans are going to be there tomorrow, and they're going to play your little rinky-dig team. So let's tell everyone what happened. A couple of days ago, you call me up and you say what? What do you say? Leave your hot takes to yourself. We don't want your NFL hot takes. No, no, no. What I said was stay out of the NFL. What I said was stay out of the NFL because you put a stupid tweet out there about the Bills as if anybody cares what Ariel Hawani is tweeting about the NFL. Everyone cares. That's where you're wrong. And you said, and I quote, we shall make a bet on this game because you, Ariel, are a hardcore Bills fan, and I, Patrick McAfee, was a third-string punter once upon a time for the Indianapolis Colts, so you have a connection to the team. And so there I was, waiting for the call, waiting for the call, waiting for the text, waiting for the invitation. No, okay, all right, listen, listen, so all right, listen, listen. Just like the call. All right, all right, all right, okay, listen, you're the one that said we should bet something, okay? And your team is favored no. for the first time in, in what, forever in a playoff. Yeah. I'd be excited about that as well. Also, funny, whenever you're running through all your little rants there, it does make sense that you would be a fan of a team that had O.J. Simpson on it. That does make a lot of sense. Oh, There's no, whoa, <laughs> no, no, that was a low blow, low blow. Didn't deserve it. People of Buffalo yeah. didn't deserve that, okay? The entire city did not deserve that. You did definitely, but not them. Uh, what were, are we we going to wager? Do you really, do you know anything about the Indianapolis Colts team? No, you just know the Bills team because you're not really a football person, right? Right. Uh, I, I, I know that, uh, you know, there's 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 a better chance of Jonathan Taylor Thomas running the <laughs> on Saturday than Jonathan Taylor that everyone says is now all of a sudden a great running back. I mean, have you heard of Motor Singletary? Have you heard of Zach Moss? Do you want to talk about the two-headed monster? Hey, maybe we'll we'll bring out uh, uh, Mr. Williams from last week who had two touchdowns against the Miami Dolphins. Of course, you didn't watch that game, the beatdown that we put on the Dolphins. I Listen did. to me right now. I watch every you have a game. better chance of Darius Rucker. I watch every Rucker. game. I watch every game. Yeah, you have a better chance of Darius Rucker doing damage to the Buffalo Bills than Darius Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Rivers. How many games has Philip Rivers won in 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 thirty degree weather? Honestly, get your research team out there. How many wild card games and how many thirty degree weather? Uh, we, we do have a research. He's four and zero in wild card games. Four and zero in wild card games. Four and zero in wild card games. Tijuana. That's right. Yeah, yeah. For a team that doesn't even exist anymore. Okay. So how much? I mean, how much does that really mean? Let's be honest. All right. So I do have I do have a wager for you. Okay. Enough dilly dallying here. By the way, how good do I look in this blue? I mean. Yeah, you never wear it. Congrats. This is your first time getting to wear Bill stuff. You look really good in it, dude. It's brand new. I just bought it. Listen. <laughs> Listen, listen to me. When the Bills win Saturday, and by the way, can we talk about the disrespect for a second? Can we talk about the fact that the number two seed AFC East champion Buffalo Bills are playing in the one o'clock Saturday game? Guess what? Guess what? We love it. You know why? Because that means when we play Pittsburgh Sunday next week, we'll have eight days off. They're playing the Sunday night game. They're going to have six days off. Oh! I, love I love everything about it. I love everything about it. We're going back to Tampa Bay, and we're going to go back to the scene of the crime where Scott Noward missed. He went, he, you know, he missed the field goal, whatever. We don't care. That was Tampa Bay 30 years ago. Whitney Houston, uh, America the Beautiful. She sang the anthem. It was a great moment in time. We're going back to that scene, and it's going to be fantastic. Right, shut the so fuck up. What's the, the wager? What's the wager? <laughs> When the Bills win okay. at around 4.30 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow, Saturday, you will go purchase 
a Helwani boxing t-shirt. You will then receive said t-shirt and you will wear it for an entire week no. on your program. Can't do a week. Can't do a week. Ah! Can't well, do well, it. Well, why not? Why not? <laughs> Can't okay, do it. One show. One show. Let's, well, you're going to have to do the same then for a shirt that we design for you. You're going to have to, like, yes. for one of our shirts, you're going to have to wear. I'm in. Although it can't be like, you know, I work for the mouse, so it can't be like. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. We won't do anything about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Are you in? Yeah. How many? We got to do two. How many shows do you do a day on the mouse? I mean, I work. Ex I don't know if you know this, but I'm sort of a big deal at the Worldwide Leader. So all my shows are for the mouse. You know, I'm an important guy. The fact that I even took 10 minutes out of my day to talk to you on this program and boost your ratings yeah. is, is something that I deserve a thank you ESPN for. ESPN yes, News, where you're at, can't touch what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. ESPN I mean, News, where you're hanging. Cannot even to not even see what we're seeing right now on YouTube. What are you YouTube? talking about ESPN News? I'm not on ESPN That's News. That's where you're at. Yeah, yeah. ESPN Ocho, dude, aren't you? That's where you're no, at. No, no. That's where they I'm keep you at. I'm on Plus. I'm on YouTube. I'm on the podcast. I'm on ESPN Radio. I'm a multi-platform star. Oh, so you're you never on ESPN. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you are never on ESPN. That's what I just heard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on the Deuce. I'm on the Deuce every Tuesday. Oh, okay. Daniel Cormier and I. You know Daniel Cormier, the guy who beat that guest that you had earlier this week, Stipe Miocic. He hey, not the last time, though. Not the last time. Not the last time. Listen, neither here nor there. So, are, are you in or are you out? Yeah, I'm in, but I want I want to make sure when you wear the shirt, people are actually going to see it. You know, because you rat rattled off what he rattled off four platforms yeah, and nobody listening. Never seen it. subscription services. So, what the deuce? Then we're going to need at least one episode with uh, DC, and then we'll wear. Uh, Two days? What do you mean at least one? It's not a menu item here. You don't get to choose. Well, we're negotiating. We're negotiating right now. Do you think two, maybe? Two shows back to back? Out? Do you have two shirts for sale? Uh, I have multiple shirts, yes. Uh, how about this? I'll give you a full week's worth of shows. I'm that confident that the Buffalo Bills are going to win. Yeah, nobody's going to watch. Yeah, though. the Colts no. are getting six and a half points. It should be better off. Yeah, bro, you can wear no. You can wear no oh, shirt. Oh, nobody oh, would know. With the excuses, you. Said, what do we do? We're, we're not doing no fan duel gimmick here. We're talking about the Bills versus Colts and who's going to move on to week two of the playoffs. We're not talking about points and spread. How many and all shirts that. We're do you have? About how many, and losers how many shirts do you have? <clears throat> How many shirts do I own? No, for sale. Like, how many Hilwani uh -oh. shirts? Do you were asking about my uh, my wardrobe. Uh, I have two. I I do believe. I mean, the merch the merch game is you know, it leaves a lot to be desired right now. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're talking about it, now that we're talking about it. All right, Listen. All right, so we'll do. I'll, I'll do. I'll wear your two shirts. We'll go. Uh, I was going to go a whole week if you had five shirts. I'll do five different Ariel okay, shirts. You're just trying to make me feel bad about the fact that I don't have this whole empire working for me making shirts. You know that outclass boxing game that you were just talking about? That's what's going to happen to you and your rinky dick bunch. I mean, I can't even believe that you guys think that you can hang Bro. with the Buffalo Bills. Can you call up Josh Allen right now? Can I get a hello from Josh Allen? I need to talk to him before the big game. I need to give him a pep talk. Where's Josh Allen? Where's Josh Allen? Can you call him up? I know you guys know him. Can you call him up for me? You sound disgusting and despicable. <laughs> All right, Ariel. I 1993, Frank Reich, in his blood. He's got the blue and the red in his blood. Don't forget, he is rooting for the Bills tomorrow. He wants them to win. No, Your own no, no he doesn't. No, he That's doesn't. an amazing thing. No, nah, he, he has right a here. big house here. Uh -huh. He has a massive house here in Indianapolis, and he loves that thing. Mm -hmm. He wants to keep that thing around for a long, long time. That's what I'm talking. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. But guess what? He'll never be treated better than he is in Western New York. All right. So listen. When 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 Johnny Come Lately is like yourself, fucking decide to be fans. <laughs> I guess. Well, what is this Johnny Come Lately? This is the only thing you got. In conclusion, let me just say this: the Buffalo Bills are going to Tampa, and they're not playing the Buccaneers over there. They're playing the New Orleans Saints in the Super Bowl come early February. You heard it here first. Pin it. 
cut it up, put it on your YouTube channel. You don't even have to put my name on it this time. We all right? won't, we won't. I'm still going to give you the views. Oh, okay? okay. So let me let me say very clearly here: they're going to beat Indy on Saturday. Okay. Then we're going to beat Pittsburgh. Then we're going to beat. Well, I said a couple weeks ago, KC's not going to make it, so we'll beat Baltimore probably in the AFC Championship, and then we'll beat the Saints. You heard it here first. And by the way, when you guys go to, are you going to Tampa? Are you guys going to do it? No. You guys going to go? No, yeah. nobody's going. Send me there as your correspondent, and I'll tell you all I told you so. How about that? Lord knows of- ESPN's not sending me. I've been in this same room for the last 10 months. I can't get out of the house. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ariel. Yeah. Two days. Hey, two days. Two shirts. Two days. Two, two shirts. Deal. deal. It's a deal. All right, Ariel. Yeah. God, he's the best, dude. <laughs> He's the absolute best. Yeah, no, I actually do only have two shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was going to just wear a different one every single yeah, day. Yeah. This show stink shirt has been my go-to this week. I'm a big fan of it. Oh, yeah. Great I'm, shirt. I'm big Gorgeous. fan of this. This, this shirt kind of just is everything about our show. Mm-hmm. Very simple, uh, very boring, you know, very bland, mm-hmm. and just right to the point. This right show right in your face. Right there. Right, you know, back whenever we used to think that the heart was on the uh, left side of the chest. Yeah. True. Which we don't anymore, by the way. That, by the way, that used to be just common knowledge that mm-hmm. your heart is on the left side of your chest. Mm-hmm. That's why the people used to hold their hands up here, like whenever they would pledge allegiance to shit. Yep. And then at some point, some doctor was like, "I'm sick of it." Okay. I'm sorry. You fucking idiot kids that have been taught this that have never talked to a doctor before. It's in the middle of your goddamn chest. Right there. Have a little bit of faith. On the solo plex. That was before Google could just make every parent feel like a dumbass with every word that they say. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, Still yeah. doing it. Hey, you know your heart's on your left side. Is that right? Oh, really? Hold on. It's actually more right in the fucking middle. You're wrong, <laughs> Mom. Who, who, who said that? Well, actually, this fucking doctor that's got 45 degrees on hearts. How about that? Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Okay. Any other swings of the bat you want to take? <laughs> that's what parenting is now, <laughs> yeah. if I had to guess. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions. Of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sports book going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. You know, uh, there was a little bit of a miscommunication last week between myself and FanDuel. We worked that out. That's kind of how things operate whenever you're in a business relationship with each other. But even if we weren't in a business relationship with FanDuel, it'd be hard to say that we wouldn't use the FanDuel Sportsbook app. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Uh, Joining us now is a man who has a very interesting football career path. I just learned about moments ago, and I will ask him as my first question after I intro him by saying, this man is an all-pro, a pro bowler, a Super Bowl champ. Tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles, ladies and gentlemen. Boomer, Sooner, Lane Johnson. What's up, dude? What's up, boys? 
Where the fuck are you right now, Lane? You're in the middle of a shed out there? You're getting it work done right? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, and Gabe's out there. What up, Gabe? Yeah. I love that man right there. I love that man right there, Gabe. uh, He's just trying to uh, direct the interview in a a positive direction. Yeah, I can respect that. I'm I'm happy you're getting after it right now, Lane. Seems like that's your thing. I just learned right before we got live here, you were a quarterback junior college quarterback then you go to oklahoma tight end d end and then you move to tackle and now you're an all pro tackle that is wild i did not know that that's why you're such a good athlete huh yeah man uh actually my first game i played against uh, jason pierre paul he was playing d end i was playing quarterback and i was out there throwing picks and i was making <laughs> tackles and and pretty soon i got moved to uh to tight end that's awesome uh lane this year ended early for you because of an injury uh it's nice to see you're back in the gym i don't know if the ankle's good or not but that tweet no don't good good. (laughs) how how much longer you got Uh, i got three days left in the cast and then i'm gonna boot for a little bit and then uh then i'll be good what was the injury we tried to read the tweet it seemed like the inside of your ankle just collapsed what what's that what happened my deltoid was tore, and then my tightrope surgery uh, was kind of wasn't very good the first time, so I had to do it again. So, um, but other than that, I'll be good. Um, Lane, you watched from afar. I assume you weren't hanging around the Eagles facility. Those that last game, in particular, last quarter, caused a lot of conversation around Phil- a lot. Hey, Lane. I don't know if you've been out in the fucking woods out there with your little ankle in the gym. It has been wild over there. Have you talked to the boys at all? You don't have to tell me what the conversation was, but have you, like us, sent messages back and me like, what's going on over there? Well, I think guys may have been unhappy, but, you know, they made it seem like, you know, they were holding players back from fucking spearing Coach Peterson. <laughs> like, uh, I don't think that was the case, but uh, – yeah, I think some guys may have been ticked off, but other than that, hey, it is what it is. The the season's over, and uh, yeah, man, it, it was a wild year. It wasn't a good wasn't a good year for us. We gotta we gotta regroup and uh, and come out swinging next year. You're locked in for the next five years with the Philadelphia Eagles, and I assume you're pumped about it. The Eagles are definitely pumped about having a you know a staple in the locker room and in the football arm, the team and tackle for the next five years. Do you think about anything about the future with the Eagles, or are you just trying to be the best you? Like, do you think, like, if Jalen's our guy, does that change anything with you at all in your life? Or if Carson's back, does any of that affect you at all in this offseason? I mean, really, with the quarterback back there, none of them help me block anybody. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm really worried about if I'm going to get some chip help every now and then from a tight end or from a, or from a running back. But uh really doesn't affect me too much. I'm just trying to get back healthy and – Get back out there with Brooks, my guard, who was who was hurt all last year too. So, get get the guys back going again. And hey, man, try to win some games. You know, it was a, it was a tough year for us out there. What are you gonna do all off season? Just eat weights, huh? That's what you're gonna do. Uh, you know, when I'm not in the woods, I may be on the water fishing, doing some, a little bit of bass fishing. You know, um, that's pretty much. You know, there's not a whole lot to do. Do you back- do? Where are you right now? You're in Oklahoma. No, no, I'm in I'm in Jersey. I just got back from Oklahoma, but I'm headed back here in about a week. But yeah, man, that's what I like to do. I like to Did do you know what a bait cast rule is? Is this the fly fi- Yeah, I was about to say, are you fly fishing out there? Is that no, how Man, we don't have trout down there. It's too damn hot, Pat. I mean, God, hey, I thought you <laughs> Thought you knew something about the sport. Lane, I don't know <laughs> shit. All right, Lane, I don't know a damn thing. So it's too hot for trout. So it's bass fishing. What do you do? You just put the little and then you put the waiter, the uh the balancer thing, and then when it goes down, hey, yeah. You, yeah. When you're bass fishing, you use an artificial lure, something fake, something to be like a nice watch in the club or something. You can attract some 
you know, prize fish with it. And uh, mm. next thing you know, every, you know, they may want to take a bite of it. You you cast it by their nest a few times, and next thing you know, you got a good time. Are you a good fisherman? You'd say. Yeah. Some days it depends on where I'm at. Depends. It has to be a good spot, but but usually I'm not bad. Uh, do you do anything else? You say you're a big hunter. Do you golf ever? Uh, you know, Gabe golfs a lot. He takes me with him. I'm, I'm getting better, uh, but I do like it. It's very frustrating. Uh, what else do I like to do, man? Um, you know, in Oklahoma, there's not a whole lot to do out there, man, on the prairie. You know, it gets tough. Hey, Oklahoma Sooners, I'll tell you what. They look like they're going to be a good team for a while. When's Lincoln Riley going to leave and go to the NFL? You know what? I think they're throwing money at him right now. I think he's had job offerings the past couple of years, but I think he's staying. I think he wants to have a statue out there with, with Stoops and the guys. Lane, how, how do you feel about college coaches potentially making a jump to the NFL? I, I've found this very intriguing. I don't think I've ever had a college coach in the NFL, obviously, once being around a group of adults, but it's two very different styles of coaching, I think. Yeah, well, it, you know, you can say stuff to an 18-year-old, 19-year-old where, you know, are you going to be saying the same thing to, a, you know, a 38-year-old Jason Peters? You know, <laughs> that's uh, that's the dynamic, you know, and you have guys that have money, they have power, you know, they got ass on their chest, they get in the NFL, you can't tell them nothing. So I think uh, commanding attention and respect is, I don't know, maybe a little bit different. I'd say, it, I don't know, Saban was in the NFL for a little bit and then he get, get, went back to college. It's, uh, it's a weird transition. There's a lot of college coaches, by the way. It's not just saying, Petrina, you you go through a list of them. Then there's been a couple that have succeeded, right? And I just think it's all on how you talk. I I think talk is a lot here. I think that, and I think guys want to see somebody just being themselves because you can tell when a coach is, you know, trying to force something or not being themselves. So, yeah. I just thought I just thought of a guy coming in and giving a speech to the team, and it just that guy was never asked to speak to the team again. He was like one of like a, a young little assistant coach, you know. It was like, hey, tonight to teach a certain situation in training camp to break up the thing or whatever. Uh, assistant coach, blah blah blah, and he's like maybe I don't know, like let's say the linebackers' fourth coach or whatever, and this gonna be his first time speaking to the team. Coach- yeah, who is this guy? And then he comes up and bombs, just completely bombs. <laughs> it's like that guy might quit coaching today. That guy might quit. Uh, Lane, what's the workout? You just do upper body right now and everyone you're waiting for the You know, Gabe has me doing mostly upper body and then he he sends me legs workout, but I have, you know, I, I can only do so much. Uh you know, I don't know if you know what a reverse hyper machine is, but uh I've been on that pretty heavy. Jeez. Connor, what do you got? Hey Lane, what's Coach Peterson like on the inside? Just cause I feel like there's a lot of speculation about how he is and is there a difference between like how he is as a person versus a coach? No, I mean, he's pretty stable, I mean, with how he acts. Um, Personality-wise, nothing really wavers. Um, You know, even with the bad season we've had, um, you know, really as far as our approach and what he says has really been the same. So, yeah, I mean, as far as a guy being the same person and doesn't really change, Coach Peterson. You watch any shows, Lane? You watch things? What do you watch? You go to Netflix? Man, I watch Adam Cole almost kick your ass. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus all right. Christ. That's to go. I, I like watching that. I like watching uh, Tempers Flare. People getting, you know, at a standstill. You know, I thought that was pretty entertaining. Well, thank you, Lane. I appreciate that. I mean, I didn't love the outcome. You know, I made a couple rookie mistakes, led to my loss. I should still be an undefeated wrestler. We all understand that. Uh-huh. The entire world is in agreement. What's that, Lane? I said that. Yeah, everybody can see it. Yeah, thank you, Lane. Thank, yeah. you. thank you, Lane. But do you do you watch do you watch anything? Are you a big Netflix binger? Anything like that? Will you watch the games this weekend? Will you watch the games this weekend? 
Probably not. I mean, yeah. it, it's like, you know, with a football player, it'd be like a cop coming home and watching cops. That's all I do is play football. It's like, uh, you know, I've had recommendations. People want me to watch uh, Yellowstone. You know, I'm a country guy. People, hey, you know, Kevin Costner out there in Wyoming. You know, you should watch that, but I haven't. Um, yeah, I need some recommendations, boys. I'm really a big YouTube guy. You know, I'll go down rabbit holes and just, you know, depends on my mood uh, for the day. I love that. We appreciate that, obviously, as YouTube creators. Good for the creators over there on YouTube. Oh, yeah. The Richard Jewell. What is it called? Man the manhunt. The manhunt of Richard Jewell you'll love. I think you'll love. There's like a bomb Yoda who's this redneck guy yeah. who is the hero of the whole thing. What what could I compare it to? Is it uh, is it a murder mystery? I mean, is it a is it like what was the one with the guy in Wisconsin? Oh, uh, uh, making a murder. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, no, this is not like that. No, I don't think this like is a like show. No. It's a retelling of yeah. the Richard Jewell situation with the ATF and the FBI. He was he was a docu drama. I'm being there told in my yeah. ear. Wow. It's a docu drama, Lane. It'll have you at the edge of your seat, damn near tears every night. Damn near tears. Oh, oh yeah, I did watch uh, Phenomenon. Have you seen that? With I, the, I have seen that. They sent that to me early. Are you a big alien guy or not? I mean, we're, we're, we are on a tiny little rock and a bunch of gas. That makes you wonder a little bit, huh? Okay. All right. So we're all in agreement, by the way, Lane. You and I are seeing the world from the same angle at this particular point. Okay. I've always said they're inside the planets, all right? We always assume that they have to live on the outside. Maybe we're the aliens and we're the experiment. Bingo. Who the fuck knows? I'm happy with whatever my guy did, though. Or girl. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to how you've done my life. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, but I've I've been a rather intrigued in the alien guy for a long time. I thought the phenomenon did an incredible job of collecting all the information we've already known, but no real new uh, earth shattering info, you know? Yeah, I think until a body's present, uh, you know, it's just going to be speculation, you know, from this point on, you know. Hey, would you have raided Area 51 ever back there whenever those uh, that whole team was ready to run through those fucking, what, laser beams probably? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I may have done? I may have watched them and see if they made it through. And if something would have happened, I may have, you know, choose a, you know chosen a, a back route or something, you know, where I, I wasn't going to be seen. Smart. Kind of jump under the radar a little bit. That's smart. I, I, think, I think that's something that people should think about is maybe going under the radar in Area 51. You know, that's probably <laughs> That could happen. Uh, Diggs, what do you got? Lane, Carson Wentz is also a big, like, outdoors guy. I mean, I saw he's got a deal with Bobcat. Surprised he didn't go with a deer. But has he ever got you his line a gift for, for like, a nice Bobcat or a Z-turn? Did John Deere turn his back on Carson? Uh Uh-oh. Man, he got us a a Beretta uh, shotgun one year. We have a 12-gauge. So that that was nice of him. Um, We've gotten a bunch of Yetis, um, coolers, uh, shirts, Barbecue pit. Tra- Will we get a Traeger? A Traeger? Oh, hey, oh yeah. Those things are all over the place. Basically, the deer camp set up, you know, I got it all. You know, so. That shotgun. You ever shoot skeet? Poo! Poo! You see, you got to follow the pigeon. Yeah, I like, I, yeah, I mean, it's been a while. I'm not going to lie. It's been a while. But, yes, I have done it. Um, oh, yeah. It's fun. Lane, you're saying you stink at it. That's what you just said. I think you just said you stink at it. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not very confident in it. It's like, it's like when I'm going duck hunting. Uh, very rarely am I going to shoot them out the sky. You know, most of the time they got to be on the water. I've never been duck hunting, but I did watch the show, The Dynasty. Mm-hmm. That's yep. a very nice family over there. It's a very nice. Wait, what I think. I wasn't even a big duck dynasty guy. What? What? But I wasn't even a big duck dynasty guy. I've watched it every now and then, but, you know, it's like, I don't know. 
I had a fucking duck call up here, Lane. Yeah. No I had a duck call up here. I used to be able to into it. You know what I mean? That's gone. It's probably in the case. Just stinks, dude. <laughs> yeah, stuff on there. You don't have to miss. Hey, Lane. Get healthy, man. Get healthy out there. Hope the ankle heals up for you. Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, hey, hopefully y'all have me on soon. Well, you know, maybe next week. Hey, maybe whenever you're out there in Oklahoma. Hey, that'd be good. That'd be good. I can show you around a little bit. All right, sounds good. I'm sure there's great service out there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Lane Johnson. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Gabe, his trainer, uh, worked at Jay Glazer's Unbreakable mm. out in L.A. and also at another place out there, I forget the name of it, with one of my college roommates, Trip. Uh, my nice. friend Trip, Trip worked there. I went out to LA. We had a good time. He's a uh, Marine vet, I believe, Ooh. and he's a personal trainer for Lane. And his job is just to make Lane be a monster, basically. Does a good bad. job. Yeah, he does a great job. <laughs> got to handle that ankle a little bit, doing reverse flex squats. They said. Yeah, the fuck week that was. seven, I believe, is when he got hurt, and he's still in the cast. Yeah, that had to be a pretty rough injury, I guess. What he says? Something about it, something tight. Something. When I was reading the article, he basically described that his entire interior ankle just collapsed. Oof. I don't know if that, that does that just happen? Like what? He's a bionic ankle. Yeah. yeah, that guy. Think about him out in the water, by the way, with the bass. The trot are the ones that jump to the fly fishing. That's gonna be a little bit chillier temperatures. Mm -hmm. How the fuck was I supposed to know? How come I how come I don't know that, by the way? Now I'm a little bit upset that in my thirty-three years of venturing around talking to all the humans I've talked to, and anytime somebody says they enjoy fish, I do the same move every time. Mm, I go straight yeah. to the the fly fishing move from late night on a some show that was probably on where you see the oh, guy wearing, wearing the waders and he's there's sun hitting and he's doing the whole goddamn thing. Yep. I do that not a single time has anybody said like, Yeah, trout are in cold water, it's too hot to uh, Who knew? Bang did. I'm a big tan angler. I had no damn. I had no idea. And bears do know that. <laughs> bears know. Hey, what you want? You want bass or trout? <laughs> Let's get trout tonight. All right, fucking walk north. Go ahead, ten, ten blocks that way. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dumbest show of all time. Joining us right now is a man who is a college football national champion and a Super Bowl champion. A man who also gives back. To the community. Oh, yeah. A man that's a real hero and recently turned 37 years of age. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. Yeah! 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 A.J., how's it going? Good. I know uh, you had Ariel on the show. How'd that go? You know, Ariel was very interesting because he is a Johnny-come-lately to the Bills Mafia. You know, when things start looking good, he jumps on it. Uh, I had some English people tweet me and tell me that he is what we like to call a glory hunter. Mm. When things are good, he's there. When it's bad, he gets off of the tracks. But I believe the thing about Ariel is whenever he speaks, I am thoroughly entertained. I love that dude. I am a big fan of his. But he, the Bills-Colts thing, he wanted to make a bet, obviously. I mean, the Bills should win that game. But the Colts could win this, AJ. I yeah. mean, the Colts, the offense of the Bills has been absolutely steamrolling. But the, the Colts could win this game, and it's the first game of the week. He's very confident. I'm going to have to wear two of his goddamn shirts, I think, potentially <laughs> afterwards if we lose. How do you see this game going, AJ? What are your thoughts? I don't know. Like, I've gone back and forth with this a lot, too. Like, at first, I liked the Colts a lot. I felt like, all right, their defense is going to make some plays, maybe – force a few turnovers and then the more i started thinking about it and i watched josh allen dancing to mc hammer the other day i'm thinking 
these guys are legit. I think they're going to win. I think they cover the Bills. I wanted. I started the show that I wanted that video to be zoomed out. You know, I wanted this a little bit. Yeah. I want to see what the coaches were doing. Were the coaches getting into it as well? Because if the coaches were also loose, I'm very excited about how the Bills are feeling with the the biggest moment in their franchise's recent history. This is big. Hosting a home playoff game. You're the AFC East champs. Here we go. We got our team playing the best football we've played in a long time. We got our guy quarterback. Maybe the first year we never could have known that he was going to get as good as he is. He's great right now. But this weekend, it just feels like, I don't know. The, the day, I want to know the coaches. Or the coaches have tight assholes. You know what I mean? Like, you see Josh. Think, though, think about if, if a team is doing that in their pregame, pre-practice stretch on the week of a playoff game, their coaches can't be super tight if that's happening. True. Like that wouldn't. They wouldn't get to that point. I just want to know if the coaches were dancing, though. You know, I, I want to see some old whites out there, you know, dancing, doing a little shoulder. You know what's shit. weird? Remember when? Uh, remember when McDermott took the gig? Wasn't like one of his first things to say, "I'm taking the ping pong table out of the locker room." Like oh. this, we're not, we're not here to have fun. We're here to work. I do remember that. And then now, maybe now, granted, that first year, I think they made the playoffs, and then they got rid of Tyrod Taylor, right? Yeah, that's what they they yeah. they got made the playoffs. Thanks, Cincinnati Bengals. Andy Dalton actually got like a charity donation from Bills Mafia for getting Bills Mafia into the playoffs. Sean McDermott was like, all right, good year, Tyrod. Got us to the playoffs or whatever, first time in forever. Uh, but go on, get the fuck out of here. See you, <laughs> See you later. Dude. Sorry about that. We're drafting Josh Allen. That first year, obviously not as great. Nobody knows what's going on. But Bean and McDermott have been patient, building a culture over there. That offense looks very, very good. Stephon Diggs, who's going to be good to go because I seen him dancing. They said he's questionable. He was dancing very hard in that song, mm-hmm. uh, to that song. So there's no thought of a potential muscle popping out to, uh, doing the MC Hammer big pants shimmy. You know what I mean? That yeah. whole thing. Um, yeah, they look very good, though. And everybody's talking about them being the team that could potentially stop the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. But the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued by them as well. You know, they haven't covered all year. They've lost me a lot of money. So maybe this is my point of view being a little bit different than a lot of people because I bet on them every single week. Every game's close, but they win it. And I, I think I have to continue to remind myself that last year it was like that too. They were down 20 at one point, and then they just flipped the switch. and they get, They're just a team that wins, it feels like. So I don't know how any team could potentially be the team that could top them whenever the thing that they have that nobody else has is the ability just to go win a game at any given moment. It's just AFC is going to be a tough road. It's going to be a tough out in the AFC, and same with the NFC, I guess. Well, it seems like whenever they need to win, yeah, the Chiefs are going to win. Sometimes they may fart around and – Keep it close for a little bit, but Patrick Mahomes and the boys seem to always find a way. But going back to the Bills quick, I'm, I don't know if it's a true story or not, but didn't the their governor Cuomo, wasn't he, he said he's coming to the game and they signed a petition to say stay away. Oh, yeah. So now he's not coming. Yeah, you know, I would assume Bill's Mafia, which is <laughs> upper left of New York, okay, yep. who upstate New York has to, or that's Western New York. I don't think it's upstate New York. I think it's Western New York. Their their entire lives in laws that they've had to live is completely because of lower right side of New York, which is nothing like. Yeah. I would assume that there would be some potentially pissed off Bills fans that because of New York's rules and policies, they haven't been able to have any fans, but they look at their, you know, kind of the, the way their city is laid out and they start seeing other cities across, I don't know, just miles away or a couple of states away that have, you know, Thousands fans in there or whatever. It's a very interesting dynamic there, I would assume. Uh, Cuomo's pissed off everybody across New York. Doesn't matter if it's upstate, western, downstate, <laughs> Long Island. He's pissed off all of New York. If if the if the Jets somehow made some sort of noise, they'd even tell him to get the fuck out of New Jersey. You know, the interesting thing there is that's coming from a guy that born and raised in New York. So, and he, you know, I would assume it talks to his family that's still yeah. back in New York. And you also, know. if you look on the internet with old buddy. 
uh, he decided to, you know, cut promos every single night, right? I mean, he was, oh, yeah. He, he, he was he's, sitting there every single night. fucking book. I'll tell you what, that is a tough... I mean, that's that's very nice of him, you know, to probably feel like he should give an update every single day. But it, at some point, that's probably going to turn on you, if I had to guess. Yeah, I and think it sounds so. like it has. Sounds like it has. I don't know why that is what you wanted to stop and talk about, just if Cuomo was going to get into the building. On I was saying, I, I think it's another reason to pick the Bills because they are they are one family unit. Their players, the coaches, the front office, the and governor. the fans are all one. That's why I feel really good about the Bills in this game now. So you're taking the Bills? I'm taking the Bills and I'm taking them to cover. Wow. Six and a half right now or seven maybe even. Absolutely. Do it. Really? You think the second half are going to be doing the, the MC Hammer? Ooh. You think they're going to be da- doing the da- You think it's going to be a- done earlier? How do you- Man, that charcuterie board's getting me. <laughs> There's a charcuterie board in the office and the meats are getting me right now. But the, do you think it's going to be done early? You think they're going to blow them out? What do you? No, I don't know. I, I mean, I think they win by 10 most likely or more. And when I said that, I was joking about the video with Josh Allen, but I'm not completely because to be a stud quarterback in the NFL, you got to have some moxie. And Josh Allen, I wasn't sure when he came out from Wyoming if he did, if he was, he seemed like from the outside looking in, like a, like a quieter guy that kind of shunned the spotlight. He still he seems to do all the right things, but his teammates love him. And when, when that happens, man, the quarterback is in on that kind of stuff. Like it just, it's, it's infectious to the rest of the team. I mentioned it earlier. Philadelphia Eagles team meeting night before NFC Championship. Meek Mill, Dreams and Nightmares comes on. And that entire team was bouncing around the team meeting room. Even fat old whites mm-hmm. coaching were bouncing around to that thing. I'm like, well, this team seems very comfortable with where they're at. There's no pressure, it feels like, on them. They were underdogs that entire run or whatever. But it's one of those things where you see a team that that – but we don't know if the Colts are also dancing. We don't know. Nope. We don't know if Phil Rivers is out there. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, we don't know. We don't know what Phil's doing. And that's, that's the only thing that kind of scares me with that whole thing. But it is interesting that the way the Bills are seem to be playing incredible football. Right what if Phil Rivers tells the team, too, like, hey, boys, this is my last run. This is my last ride. Go out there and let's, let's win this one for Gum and Phil Rivers. Ray Lewis did that. Yeah. And uh, the boys wouldn't won an entire thing. There's been a couple other players, I think, that have tried that, and teams have lost. Ooh. <laughs> hey, boys, I'm retiring. Let's go give one more run. <laughs> you got it, dude. One and done. Ah, fuck them. Hey, retirement. <laughs> hey, we had a good run, though, didn't we? Yeah, we did. AJ, you ever think about telling the boys when you're – no, I guess you played – did you get hurt? How did How did it end? Hurt? Injury? Uh, when I got released from Green Bay, I'd come off of surgery, so it was like release with a waiver, hurt, whatever. Uh, but, no, I mean, either way, I was getting released. Uh, no, I mean, I was done, and then I went back to Atlanta for a month just because I, I don't know. I, was, I didn't plan on doing it, but I did, and it was cool, man. I had a great experience. What was but it? I knew, I knew I wasn't going anywhere after that. That's for sure. Was it body, mentally? What was it, you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I couldn't run the last seven years. Like, <laughs> I mean, I could, but like, my knee was is always messed up. Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't say my last seven. I should say my full eleven. Like I told you, when I was eighteen, my I started getting all the cartilage taken out when I tore my PCL. So it's, I'm glad it did happen because I learned how to take care of my body through that. A management thing, but so don't they check that whenever you're getting drafted? Did you guys just have to? Did you have to power through some physicals? Well, I mean, yeah, they had MRIs and everything. Obviously, it got worse throughout my time in in the league, um, but I didn't. Uh, you know, you gotta. Why would you tell them anything? Like, you don't, I didn't tell them anything. <laughs> in the combine, whatever. You guys, I'm not doing your work for you. You can search my MRIs. When you ask me, I feel amazing. 
<laughs> uh, you're stupid if you don't. You are stupid if you volunteer medical information at the combine. All right, we'll clip that. Make yeah, sure yeah. to fucking put that out to all the agencies. Put that out to yeah. make sure you tell all the kids, hey, when they're asking you questions, you're fine, man. You feel good. Go ahead. I think I could go out and run now. Huh? Two, three miles today if I had to. All right, no problem. How the legs feel? Good. How the knees feel? Good. You in shape? Absolutely. Don't you worry about that. Well, our medical says that you've had 15 surgeries in your... No, no, no. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, they did happen, but it feels good. You should see what the doctors can do nowadays. That whole thing. Good for you, dude. Ray Lewis saying he was going to retire and then them winning the Super Bowl. Do you think that was more coincidence or do you think it was actually a rally behind Ray? I mean, Ray does have that kind of infectious personality where he can get guys to rally behind him. So maybe I'm sure definitely played a, a role in that. The entire run to the Steelers last Super Bowl with Jerome, like it was all like win one for fucking Jerome. Was the team like that or was the media like that? It seemed like a little bit of both. Yeah. Even though he tried to fumble the playoffs away. But yeah. they did all wear his uh, Notre Dame jersey getting off the plane when they went into the stadium for the Super Bowl. For a Super Bowl, sir, give him a little love. That's awesome. I wonder how many players could do that. You learn a lot about yourself there, I think, probably, whenever did, the boys do that for you. AJ, didn't you tell the Falcons that you were retiring and to dedicate that season to you, and then they went to the Super Bowl in 2016, and Matt Ryan won the MVP for AJ Hawk? Was that that year? Wasn't that for you? I mean, yeah. I, I guess looking back on it now, maybe it was for me. Wow. Wish you would have gave him a little bit more, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Falcons fans would wish you gave him a little <laughs> Me too. I got, a, I got a share of the playoff checks. Believe me, I want him to win as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get to a break. Uh, we'll be back on the other side. We're going to have to call AJ back. Uh, cannot wait to recall you back. AJ, there's a couple moments where your face was frozen, but we could hear you. Okay. Yeah, this happened to me yesterday for some reason. <laughs> hmm. You think it's us or you? You know it's not me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. AJ's internet stinks. Stinks, dude. What the heck? He's got 45 kids learning on Zoom down there. I know. Right. A few Fortnite games going. I don't know what they're doing, man. They're, they're, something, they're doing something to the stream because I've been testing my internet, too. It's, you know it's fast. We're back on the other side with a fresh stream having AJ Hawk. Blame Connor. Ha- nah, too many hawks in the nest, dude. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, AJ, you know what time it is? Life is. Yep. Time for you to bet every single game. Last Woo! week, you won uh, six, eight, and one or something. Ah, pretty terrible. Seven, AJ. eight, and one. Seven, eight, and one. Seven, eight, and Jeez, one. The dude. week before that, you did better, though. So you're, you're damn near 50-50 right now, which, by the way, if you're above 52.4%, we realized you were winning money. Yep. Which we, you are going to be here. Uh, Colts, Bills, Saturday, 105. The Bills are favored by six and a half points. Bills win, Bills cover. Damn. Here we go. I have to wear those stupid fucking shirts. Let's go to Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks minus three. Ooh. This one's a little more difficult, but at Seahawks win and they cover. Yeah, Ooh. I agree. I like that one a lot. Let's go, AJ. Bucks at Washington football team. Washington is at home and getting seven and a half points. Uh, the last time a team was at home getting seven and a half points was 10 years ago, I believe, to today, whenever the Beast Quake took place with the Seattle Seahawks and they got a dub. Yeah, the Bucks are going to win, and they will cover the seven and a half. I agree. Ravens, one o'clock Sunday at Titans. Titans are getting three points at home. Man, I feel like the Titans are are being disrespected here. Me too. But I think the Titans. I think they win this game. Do they? Okay, straight up. Here we go. Yeah, I think they win. 
Let's go Bears at Saints. Saints minus nine and a half. It has been announced that Alvin Kamara will be playing via Alvin Kamara's social media pages. What do you think about this? I like the Saints to win and... I'll take them to cover the nine and a half. Interesting Ooh. you say that. There's a stat on wildcard weekends. Teams are 42. 44, 5, and 1. 44, 5, and 1. Uh, a wildcard weekend uh, win and against the spread or whatever. They cover, to cover mm-hmm. whatever this. Uh, favorites are 44, 5, and 1. Not even favorites, just all teams that win on. So teams that win on the wildcard weekend are 44, 5, and 1, also against the spread. So there's a good chance if they win, they're also going to cover the spread. So all you're doing right now is just picking who's going to win. It, it, with that trend, that stat wild card weekend without now granted i can't stress this enough a moose was the speaker of the house just the other day (laughs) in the united states of america so Mm -hmm. it could be debunked in there there it isn't 44 0 in one it is 44 5 in one so it has happened before but it seems like you're just picking the team to win and they'll do the rest for you yep uh and how about browns steelers sunday night football aj Oh gosh! Are, how do are you Pittsburgh people feel pretty confident? I know we're no, not at all. Uh, nope, Diggs is not okay. I like the Browns to win here. Then okay, oh, Browns to win, Woo! getting six points. Can't thank enough for choosing to listen to this show all week, man. Great set of guests, great conversation. We hope you enjoyed the hell out of this. Obviously, the football season is winding down, but it's in its most important time. So the next couple weeks of this show should be magnetic. Mm-hmm. As guys get out of their seasons, you know, maybe more conversations potentially pop off. We're very, very thankful you choose to listen to the show. If you like today, please tell somebody. If not, act like it never happened. Ty, please play some independent music to propel these people into Super Wild Card Weekend. There's this place down by the coast Oh no Oh mama may I If you say you think you know Well let me show you the way I go Got a pop top we can drop it down Take a ride on the way now Cause we are young Feels good let go Get down the way now I know Take a ride on the